This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. It is Thursday, July 1st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Pennsylvania's highest court threw out Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction and released him from prison Wednesday in a stunning reversal of fortune for the comedian, once known as America's dad, ruling that the prosecutor who brought the case was bound by his predecessor's agreement not to charge Cosby. The 83-year-old flashed a V for victory sign to a helicopter overhead as he trudged into his suburban Philadelphia home after serving nearly three years of a three- to ten-year sentence for drugging and violating Temple University sports administrator Andrea, Andrea Constand in 2004. In 2005, I had come to the conclusion that there was not enough evidence to arrest and convict him, said former district attorney Bruce Castor in an interview with 6ABC. It's kind of wild because I got in my car yesterday. We had a little meeting, and it popped up on the news. And I'm like, and that was like, you know, when you talk about the last sort of thing you would expect to hear. Oh, yeah. I was like... What? Oh yeah, I it didn't, came out yeah. of nowhere. Yes, I yeah, exactly, Kath. I had no idea that there this you know that a ruling or some type was being made this week or anything like that, and I had no idea he was gaining any ground in whatever this case didn't was. Didn't it just feel like oh it like, okay, hey, it's, yeah, it's a futile effort that they yeah. have to do to, yeah. uh, because they promise when they work from there they're collecting a paycheck from exactly them. right. And I so, thought. but this is ridiculous that this is ever going to be reversed. And then not only that, like he was out, he was yeah. heading home. Out. But, yep. they, but like they didn't even even like the media didn't even pick up on this being right uh, being being looming that, yeah. that it might occur and it but it is exactly the way it needed to occur because of this agreement with Castor you just mentioned well and and listen this and, is- and so that that is the way the law works and you know regardless of the whole deal but it's like like we usually have a little bit of a thing being fed out mm-hmm. hey there's a possibility they're talking to the judge yeah. just suddenly bomb yeah, he's out yeah yeah same thing i'm no longer incarcerated and listen I, my friends and i were uh, pretty tuned into all of this since the very beginning um my friend who works at at nbc so we we've been talking about this right right and um you know back to bruce castor we that's what we said the whole time. We're like, well, we just don't understand how this is happening right. since he made that deal. And sure enough, it wraps back around, and that's why Cosby's out. So he uh, also explained, Castor explained why he made a promise to Cosby uh, that this would that the, that it would never happen. The choices became do nothing or do something. I chose to do something, said Castor. The former district attorney says it was that promise that Cosby would be forced to participate in a deposition where he would be stripped of his ability to plead the Fifth Amendment and ultimately provide Andre, Andrea Constance attorney the ammo for a successful civil suit. It's noted in the Pennsylvania Supreme Court opinion that Cosby even confessed that in the past he had provided quaaludes, not Benadryl, to other women with whom he wanted to have sexual intercourse. The Pennsylvania Supreme Court said Wednesday that District Attorney Kevin Steele, who made the decision to arrest Cosby, was obligated to stand by his predecessor's promise not to charge Cosby, though there was no evidence that agreement was ever put in writing. So you can sort of understand, okay, they're trying to lay the predicate for a civil lawsuit at the time. So he agrees and parses out information, thinking that it won't be used against him in a criminal trial. Yeah, it was agreed. It was agreed. Right, and so wow. and so that's the whole obvious deal here. 
And he's out. Yeah, I know. And the, and the civil suit did end with her getting a, a settlement. She right. over $3 million. Right. In response, Kevin Steele released a statement Wednesday saying that he, he was found guilty by a jury and now goes free on a procedural issue that is irrelevant to the facts of the crime. I want to commend Cosby's victim, Andrea Constan, for her bravery in coming forward and remaining steadfast throughout this long ordeal, as well as all the other women who have shared similar experiences. So co- co- contrast this, Cosby, we saw yesterday with the one we saw being led into the courtroom, he looks like he can see like a falcon. Oh, really? You know, I didn't see any video yeah, yeah. of him. I mean, it's like it's night and day. Now, it's, obviously, he's ebullient like he over being released, but come on. This all right. is all, uh, this is all uh, and, and I know this type of thing happens regularly, but it just, it's, it contradicts what I consider to be justice. I mean, you know, when it, the, right? hey, let's make this deal and you won't go to jail. You'll just have to pay this if you, you know. Yet a law has clearly been broken because of the, yeah. the statements that are. Uh, it's just, it's bizarre, man. It's yeah, and it, it is, it is the you know. Listen, I I think we talked about this. I mean, I believe, and we talked. You know, I was talking to my wife yesterday, and on a level of a, a predatory personality, as Bill Cosby, he could have gotten sex on the side all he wanted to. Yeah, and and the thing that really is always. I found horrifying about all this is the need to like Benadryl them up and to really knock them out and drug them. You know, this Quaaludes, allegedly not Benadryl. What, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the statement yeah, yeah, he yeah. said Quaaludes, not Benadryl. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that I don't know. It may be the way he likes it. What? Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Which is even exactly. more frightening. Yeah. Exactly. So again, and this is I don't know. Do we have to say alleged this time? I don't know. What, well, he's know. not. He's not been exonerated. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I think that's important to know. Like, there, there's no claim of innocence. Here no. No. From uh, you know, from the legal perspective. So, um, yes, it's from my personal opinion, it sucks that he's out of jail on, on a lot of levels, but he's not been uh, deemed innocent. Yeah, he has not mm-hmm. been exonerated for any of his crimes. Yeah, because he was convicted by a jury. Yes, yes. Yeah. no, right. th- yeah. that stands. Yep, okay. He's um, not going to get another sitcom. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not going to be America's dad again. Uh. But did you see? Do you have any like uh, uh, response from Hollywood? And not really. No. Coming up in the entertainment news, did you uh, get? That? I mean, there, Rashida well, Jones had. had uh, no, Rashi- 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 I'm sorry, Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad. Where the hell am I getting? <laughs> Felicia Rashad had. She was like vindicated. She yeah. was all on his side. Yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. You know what? I mean, if she's a good, dear friend of his and she, I mean, that's her thing and I, I get it, you know, I, I disagree with it, but that that's her I thing. I think a public statement is yeah. a bit much. Yeah, but... she made the public statement. And yeah. uh, he is, his wife is still with him? Yes, or... yes, okay. yes. Oh. All right. Well, we'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, Camille! <laughs> yeah. Moving on. New Jersey's year-long coronavirus-inspired ban on smoking in Atlantic City casinos will end Sunday Yay! just in time for 4th of July holiday. Governor Phil Murphy. Like, why is this even still a thing? Wait, what is this again? The smoking ban so, in casinos is lifted? Yes. What? Okay, we'll okay. just hang with me. It's yeah, not. I, I, it's it's in honor of the Sorry. Cosby thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you can smoke, smoke them if you got them. Go Why don't we take a five minute break? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Why don't we take a five minute break? <laughs> smoke if you got them. <laughs> wow. So Governor Phil Murphy said Wednesday that an order he signed ending a public health emergency contained a sunset provision winding down the smoking ban within 30 days, which is Sunday. While acknowledging gamblers will be free to light up again, the governor indicated he would look favorably on a measure lawmakers are considering to permanently end smoking in New Jersey casinos. The governor's remarks came two hours after dozens of casino workers and anti-smoking advocates rallied on the Atlantic City boardwalk to call for a permanent smoking ban. So I got a question about this because, you know, we all grew up in a time where smoking was allowed everywhere, right? And I mean, listen, 
people smoked in my house. And by people, I mean my parents and all their friends. And it never, like, it didn't bother me, right? And, and But I'm. it's always been a terrible, you know, it leave, leave people smelling bad. Like, all, but all of a sudden, it seemed like nobody complained about it before, and now everybody complains about I it all the time. I complain about it all the time. Can, you, you a lot of people complain. Yeah, when I, know, I was a I kid, know. I used like, to, yeah, I mean, we'd be sitting in the car yep. with the windows rolled up, both my parents smoking, and I'd be in the back purposely going, <laughs> Well, Casey, the majority of it came from studies that showed secondhand smoke can cause yeah. uh, medical problems. So, yeah, no, I know yeah. that. I know that. It just seems like uh, I just, maybe I just was deaf to it or whatever. Well, uh, even when I grew up with smokers, yeah, no, but I'm like even going out like bars, restaurants. You had your smoking section. You had your non-smoking section, which was right <laughs> next to the smoking section, mm-hmm. and it, there was you know there was no partitions or anything like that. Uh, it, you know, and I'm not. I'm not saying, uh, you know, lighten up or anything like that. I'm just saying like, it just seems like out of nowhere, everybody's complaining. Everybody complains about it. Well, it it, it was a, it, it wasn't out of build. nowhere. Yeah. It was building and building and building. And then, yeah. you know, people said uh, that uh, then, then medical studies came back and yeah. then everybody was like, okay, well, yeah, absolutely. So we, we need to stop this. I don't know if there is empirical evidence about this, but Dr. Mike has mentioned a number of times to me. That um, there have been studies that show that the like, for example, I suffer from a number of autoimmune conditions that that could have been as a result of being in proximity as a young kid to smokers. I don't know if that's I, if, I've what the, heard that before the, too. I haven't seen the data, but I trust Mike, so maybe that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so casinos are exempt from a state law banning indoor smoking, while an Atlantic City law limits smoking to no more than twenty five percent of the casino floor. New Jersey even prohibited smoking on beaches and public parks. So you can't you can't go to the beach and have a cigarette, but you can go inside the casino. And right. have a yeah, the place where you probably should be allowed to smoke. Uh, you know, if yep. you can get out in the open, that's uh-huh. fine. Well, that's what you know. That's what the workers were saying. Like, look, they're they they can't smoke outside on the beach, but you know, we have to. You know, work here and inhale yeah. the secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm. So Murphy ordered Atlantic City's casinos to close on March 2020 during the pandemic. And when they reopened three and a half months later, smoking was banned as a public health measure. Las Vegas casinos also closed on March 2020. And some groups called for a smoking ban when they could reopen less than three months later. But Nevada regulators declined to address the issue. So they got a little taste of it being completely banned during the pandemic. And now, you know, that's expired uh, and they're bringing, you know, it's coming back. So the work. <laughs> are saying they want it, you know, a permanent. So they're going to look into permanently banning. I mean, it's still it's got a um, stale cigarette smell in those casinos. Like you know, even though they people weren't smoking in there for a while, you go in there, you're like, okay, this. You know what didn't was at the where we had the blood drive. Oh, it's a live casino, yeah, because it's a brand new casino. Yeah. Is, yeah. Well, can you smoke there? Because not all... Um... Uh, I didn't ask. Uh, I don't know. I even had a campfire going, Preston. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, I, they were very lenient. No, I, I, don't, I, I didn't see anybody smoking. I was under the assumption that you couldn't, but yeah. I don't know. Well, here's another ban. The city of Philadelphia is banning uh, the single-use plastic bags, and it begins today. Paper bags that don't contain at least 40% recycled content are also prohibited. Businesses will have until October 1st to start phasing out the bags before warnings are issued. Uh, Though the ban will be implemented beginning July 1st, there will be a nine-month awareness, education, and warning period before full enforcement begins in order to provide businesses time to prepare and comply with the law, the city said. Wouldn't it be wild if that's the thing Cosby ends up Back in jail for it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding?
It's like Capone with uh, Taxi <laughs> right, Baby. <yeah>. What? <laughs> All the horrible things get he him did. on the bag. <laughs> on the bags! Well, like, or like OJ, who uh, murder, but he went for God what? God damn it, I should have said paper. Sports memorabilia. All right, exactly. Cuts two people's heads off and goes, for, goes to jail for sports memorabilia. Yeah. And his own memorabilia. Starting on August 1st, retailers are required to have posted signage informing customers that single-use bags and non-recycled pl- uh, paper bags will no longer be provided mm. as of October 1st. Then on October 1st, single-use bags will be prohibited. From then until March 31st, 2022, the city is declaring an education period where enforcement agency- agencies will issue warnings to businesses that provide prohibited bags. Philly will be completely plastic-free by April of 2022 and will issue violations and non-compliant to non-compliant businesses. Do you do what I do, Kathy? I just wait. Uh, everything congregates at the bottom of the uh, the conveyor belt, and I walk each item separately no, after the car and come back. <laughs> no, stop it. So um, I guess a lot more people, which is the point, it will be bringing their own bags. So yeah, we we, sort, of, we sort of already do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. we do it. Yeah. I forget every time I go. Yeah, leave them in your car. Yeah. Then when you, when as you soon unpack as you're done, them, put them, stick them back in your well, car. You know what? And I have a basket in the garage, and that's where I keep them. So Yep. Because, I don't know, sometimes it makes it messy. It's all cluttery in the car and everything. In the car. Throw them in the trunk. <laughs> what if you do, though, I have God. those biodegradable kitty Wait, litter bags. But Kathy, I'm sorry, go ahead. go ahead. But you could use those probably, right, if you're you saying, could. if it has to be 40, yeah, 40%. percent. These yeah. are biodegradable. I could use, I could use those. Yeah. I realized when I said just put them in your trunk, it's just the idea. It's, Kathy would just know they're laying all straight right. about yeah, in the trunk. Like, maybe I could put just the basket in my that. trunk. Maybe you could do that. <laughs> Put a little clothesline at the bottom of uh, in the back of the truck. Yeah, and I could yeah. hang them with little on clips. There. Yeah. By the way, no smoking at uh, live casino. There, it is restricted. It says to designated areas. Uh, so it says, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So you. Can. But that there might be go. outside. Some of the designated areas are outside. Yeah. yeah. So the ban okay. on the plastic bags was passed in December of 2019, but was delayed due to the pandemic. Right. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Marlins last night at the ballpark, falling 11 to 6. What the f is this? The Phillies jumped out to a 5 2 lead, but the Marlins scored six runs in the top of the fifth inning and added two more in the sixth and then racked up 18 hits on their way to the win. The series wraps up tonight, and Zach Eflin gets the start. Game time is at 7.05. In the NBA, the Phoenix Suns beat the Clippers, winning 130-103 to last night in Los Angeles to wrap up the Western Conference Finals in six games and advance to the NBA Finals. Chris Paul scored 41 points, and Devin Booker added 22 to send the Suns to their third Finals appearance in franchise history. In the Stanley Cup Finals, the Lightning beat the Montreal Canadiens 3-1 last night in Tampa Bay, now lead that series two games to none. Game three is tomorrow night in Montreal. And in collegiate news, every NCAA athlete in the country will be able to make money from endorsements and through a variety of other ventures starting today. The NCAA's board of directors declined, uh, sorry, decided to suspend the organization's rules prohibiting athletes from selling the rights to their names, images, and like uh, likenesses. The new rules represent a major shift in the association's definition of amateur athletes. However, the rules that prevent schools from paying players directly remain intact. The board directed schools to make sure the payments to athletes are not expressly for their athletic achievements and to ensure that no payments are used as recruiting inducements. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And that's what yeah, I have exactly. for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Um, question. Does anybody else smell like a roasted corn or something like that? 
I smell something. Okay. Yeah. No. Because I might be having a stroke. Because if, if you guys aren't smelling something, right? Is you, did, you smell you things smell, that other people don't. You're supposed to smell toast, right? Right. That's yeah. Oh, my thing. God. Really? Maybe my corn is a toast. I no, don't know. no. If you're smelling corn, you have an anal fissure. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew that. Yeah. I just didn't know that they were associated. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, and I'm pretty, you know, me with my yeah. smell. I, I have a great sense I, of smell. I smell something. To me, it smells a little, a slight. It's like chemical smell, Preston. Well, okay. Well, something's in the air. I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, smelling your stroke. It's not my coffee because I smelled it before this. I, I'm having a, a half uh, a hot chocolate, half coffee this morning. Well, Preston, remember um, this happened to me like in in the middle of the night, and I would get the smell yes. of uh, yeah. And I, I still periodically get it, but they say it's related to sinus issues. What was the smell? It was a horrible fart smell. No. She was <laughs> every night, and um, and then her feet would get warm. Preston, oh wow. No, um, my, mine was. I think it was like um, like somebody was grilling something. But okay. it was the middle of the night, like two o'clock in the morning, and I was in my bedroom. I have had like a like a sinus headache, a, a, a sinus headache slash uh, migraine that's been lingering for days now. It just will not go away. I mean, that it's, might be it's, it. it's, it's very mild, it, but yeah. do you still have the the nasal drip thing going on? Look, uh, we, it sounds uh, like the uh, not as bad. Okay, uh, we have all kinds it's of ridiculous for Christ's sake. See, here. secondary smoke, I, Preston. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk about my thing at some point because uh, <clears throat> I think I need like listeners' help. Okay, all right, we'll, all right. we'll see if we have time. I thought maybe it was because uh, we we have another special. If you missed it yesterday, if you, if you uh, didn't catch the part of the program, uh, we were surprised, Casey. Uh, his birthday is on Sunday, and Casey does this wonderful job of, of celebrating people's birthdays and does really special things. Well, we are doing three days of fantastic food here on the President's Sea Show in honor of Casey's birthday coming up on July 4th. And yesterday, uh, we had the uh, Foxy Lady. Uh, Foxy Lady Chef. And we also had uh, Pizza John. Oh, uh, so good. John, who was here, or not John, David, David. Yeah. Uh, was here yesterday, and uh, the food was excellent. Today, we have another one. It's still a surprise. We're going to tell you who it is later I'm on. Excited. I thought maybe they were cooking already. Oh, and that's oh, what I was smelling. Oh, yes, okay. That's not it. He, no. He's not here yet. Um, uh, yeah, so yesterday, we, we we had an off-site meeting, and I had to come back here because I forgot my food right. that was left over. I came here to get specifically to get that food. I got distracted by something and I left without it. Like <laughs> you came back. For I it came then... back only for that. Cat. I do that type of stuff daily. <laughs> daily, you go somewhere for a specific reason <laughs> and you worst. don't do what you were supposed you to do. Well, the yeah, worst yeah. is like <laughs> when you're stopping off for milk and you walk out of the place with chocolate covered blueberries. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then you get all the way home. <laughs> what? You know, it'd be great to wash these down with <laughs> chocolate covered. Yeah, milk. No, that's not why I went there. All right. Well, anyhow, we've all got our issues, but we're gonna have great food this morning. We'll surprise you with yeah. that a little bit later on this morning, Casey. We also have joining us Alec Baldwin. This is great. The Alec Baldwin talking about Boss Baby Two. So we will uh, get him on the air around nine thirty, and then shortly after that, Robert Irvine is checking in. He's doing this uh, con- thing in conjunction with Boston Market. So we'll tell you about that. Uh, and also, we're going to expand a little bit on the, the Cosby thing. We're going to have Deanna Durante from NBC10. They go to her uh, when there are legal matters right, right. Uh, that need to be parsed out. So we need some legal help. She could probably also address a little bit of the Britney Spears thing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, we'll spend some time uh, with those guys. And we have a few other things planned. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. The Entertainment Report is up next with a stupid question. Some stuff for you to win. We'll return in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant... 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, Super Question Prize today is a digital download of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's 50th anniversary. Question I have for you. Today's 1st of July, so July gets its name from what historical figure? All right, the name of the month, July, gets its name from what historical figure? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We'll try and get your answer and get your prize. Being the 1st of July, we highlight some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Answer uh, Pamela Anderson. Yeah, has, has a birthday today. I'm looking forward to that uh, Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee movie. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the Home Improvement Show that she is. Yeah, uh, so you know, too, so. how to update my Canadian home. Uh, so yeah, yes, that should be interesting. Lily um, James, yeah, is portraying Who looks her. Great, she does. And uh, Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee. Yeah. Be interesting to see uh, how that story plays out. The story was she was at some sort of um, game, uh, and maybe it was in Canada or maybe it was here, and the stadium camera locked on her, and somebody from either Playboy or somebody was in the audience oh, really? and said, we need to find that girl. Yeah. And then it was off and running. She still looks great, man. She does. She's 54 today. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, the legend. The original, the great, yes. Uh, he turns uh, 69 uh, years old today. Think of pop culture without Dan Aykroyd. I know. Yeah. Would be, we'd be lost. Yes. He's, he's been in so many great things. Uh, and we've had him on a couple times. Great interview. Always great to talk to him. And you know what? He, he is so good at what he does that he almost feels like he can... Whatever role he's doing, he's like, oh, he can only play that kind type no, of guy. No, think of him in uh, Driving Miss Daisy. I know. I think he was nominated for that as well. He was. I, well, I believed he was black. He was the limo driver. No, he wasn't. No, oh, he, he wasn't. Was, he, oh, was, oh. he was her father. Oh, okay. Or her son. I'm sorry. That Boy, he would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wow, God. Wow, he was Jessica Tandy's <laughs> father in that movie. That <laughs> is good acting. Yeah. I love that play. movie, by the way. It is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Andre Brower, excellent great. actor. And as you said, have said many times, Steve, it's great to see him pulling off the comedy that he, did, that he does in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You can find all those episodes, by the way, on Peacock, Preston. Okay. Uh, and it's well worth the watch. The final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine is coming up soon. Uh, Andre Brower is 59. Jamie Farr. Wow. Maxwell Klinger on MASH. And he turns 87 years old today. Do you know where he pops up as well? In one of the first um, gang in school movies, Blackboard Jungle. Oh wow! He's I didn't one know of that. the he's one of the punk kids in no school. Kid. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, he certainly created a character that we'll always remember on Mash. He's eighty-seven today. Do you remember the one where he tried to uh, escape the camp by hang gliding? Oh my god! And he's wearing a a woman's robe. <laughs> I, I I loved him on that show. He's great. It was excellent. There's there's a picture of him dressed as like Cleopatra. That is just a classic, and and sometimes you'll see it pop up as a meme or something along those lines, but he, it was great. Uh, the great Carl Lewis. Oh, wow. Olympic gold winning track and field athlete. Oh. Is this him? Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, yeah. And the rockets. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. I'll make up for it now. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. I just, ah. Uh, 
I cringe when I hear somebody messing up the anthem that bad. It's just like, oh no, you poor son of a bitch. It's one of the toughest, one of the toughest songs to take hold of. You have to be like super prepared if you're going to do that somewhere. Well, if you said also, Preston, if you're not a good singer, start low. You got to start start real low. Also, if you're not a good singer, don't agree to it. Exactly, exactly. I was asked one time at a at a a, a motocross event in Jefferson or in Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. And they said, well, we don't have anybody sing National Anthem with you, do it. I'm like, no. Nope. You're like, you still don't have anybody. I yeah. will not yeah. do Yes, you still have no one. How Sorry. unfortunate for you. All right, uh, Carlos is 60 today. Uh, Liv Tyler, uh, who is wonderful, daughter of Steven Tyler, of course, and uh, excellent in the Lord of the Rings movies. For the longest time, I believe Todd Rundgren was her father. That's right. I forgot about that. She's 44 today. Uh, and then a couple of great ones from the world of music. Debbie Harry of Blondie, uh, groundbreaking uh, singer. She is uh, celebrating her 76th birthday today. And the song Rapture was one of the first, ex- you know, times that people got to hear rap in a mainstream song. And then uh, we have Fred Schneider <laughs> of B-52's fame. And he turns 70 years old today. Uh, Deadbeat Club is one of my favorite songs of all time. A great song. Uh, so happy 70th to Mr. Fred Schneider. And then the last birthday, Wally Amos, also known as the creator of Famous Amos Cookies. Oh. God, I love those cookies. So yep. do I. And I'm like a soft chocolate chip cookie fan, but those are so good. Kathy, there are, there are, there were, for the longest time, a Famous Amos chain like uh, Auntie M's pretzels. When you get them just out of the oven, they are soft. They are soft. And it's orgiastic. I, I remember getting, like, the... They used to sell them in, like, a big box. Oh, I don't yeah. see the boxes anymore, but, like, that. And then they have little containers. Anyway, I bought, like, a you know, a, a stock of them for Jace. I was like, oh, he'll love these. He can have them as, like, little snacks or whatever. <laughs> he didn't like them. I ate all of them. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> One of the great things about donating blood. A lot of times there's yeah. Famous yeah. Amos. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So happy birthday, Famous Amos. Uh, let's go to the phone, see if we can get an answer to the stupid question uh, July gets its name from what historical figure? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Mike and see if he knows. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you gentlemen and ladies doing? We're doing great, man. All right, so uh, July gets its name from what historical figure? The great, great, great grandmother of Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> Julie Jerkoff. <laughs> wow. Uh, Forgive me, Kirkoff. I wish that was true. July, oh, Julie Jerkoff. Sorry, uh, Mike. I appreciate That's the call. That's a good call. guess, though. That was a real, I mean, Seriously. Julie, yeah. July. Educated Jerkoff. Lowly. Yeah. It's like that whole thing. Let me go to, uh, let me go to Mary, see if she knows. Hey, Mary. I don't know who the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Jack Palance. All right, Mary. Uh, so July gets his name from what historical figure? Julius Caesar. You're correct. Oh. Hang on a second, Mary. You get a digital download of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It celebrates 50 years of pure imagination with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Feast your eyes on the sweet treats of whimsical magic like you've never seen it before. Own it on uh, digital and 4K Ultra HD. I'm going to skip the Cosby stuff because we are going to have uh, Deanna Durante from NBC 10 on in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. And we're waiting 20, for a bigger story to break. 20 or 30 minutes. No, we'll, no, we're, we'll get into the nitty gritty. <laughs> we'll get into the nitty gritty with her. It's, yeah. already, it's almost 10 yeah. and 7, and I, I want to get to some other things. So so we will cover all that. You yeah. heard Bill Cosby is out. He is free now. But we'll talk to her on the legal grounds what uh, all went wrong. Yes. And I believe Deanna covered this from the very beginning. She okay. did. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, in other legal news, a federal judge yesterday sentenced Smallville actress Allison Mack to three years in prison for her role 
in the purported self-help group that prosecutors say doubled as a secret sex cult. Of course, she, we've talked about this many times. Yeah, she'd be looking at 17, right? Uh, 17 she w- years? Yeah, so she, th- there was a, a longer sentence she was looking at. So uh, Mac pleaded guilty in 2019 to various crimes, including extortion, forced labor, when she was a high-ranking member of Nexium. Of course, that was led by Keith Ranieri, who is now serving a 120-year prison sentence. Jeez. She appeared before U.S. District Court Judge Nichols uh, Garafias in Brooklyn to learn her fate. And based on the federal sentencing guidelines, she faced 14 to 17 and a half years behind bars. Uh, the prosecutor said that the actress deserved less time because of her cooperation with investigators. So last week's uh, filing, she had said... That she understands the physical and emotional pain she inflicted on cult victims. She said in a statement, I've experienced overwhelming shame as I have worked to accept and understand all that went on and all that I chose. And she, you know, blames herself and it goes on uh, in her statement to say that, she, you know, she, she did the wrong thing. You know what's wild about all this person is that the other Smallville co-star, Kristen Kiriak, got her, introduced her to Ranieri and the cult. And then she left. Yeah. Uh, former Nexium members have told investigators how Ranieri established the secret sorority within Nexium, in which women were kept on starvation diets, branded with his initials, in order to have sex with him. Mac and other group leaders uh, used nude photos and other compromising material to pressure members into complying. So she is going away for three years, yes, and far less than what she was facing. And of course, that's because she turned over these tapes, these recordings of Keith Ranieri saying how he wanted this special little yes. sorority to run when he had been denying that he even knew about That's it. That's right. Place. Yeah. All right, another legal issue. James Franco has signed off on paying $2,235,000 to settle an October 2019 lawsuit alleging that he and his associates coerced students into performing explicit sex scenes on camera. Uh, the proposed figure was revealed in court filings that were made public on Wednesday at a Los Angeles judge, uh, and a Los Angeles judge will need to approve it. In 2019, Sarah Tyther Kaplan and Tony Gall had filed a class action complaint in L.A. County Superior Court alleging that Franco and his partners engaged in widespread inappropriate and sexual charge behavior towards female students by sexualizing their power as a teacher and an employer by dangling the opportunity for roles in their projects. They argued that they were victims of fraud, paying $300 a month for an acting school opened by Franco and his business partner Vince Jolivet in 2014, at which they claimed that they were intimidated and sexually objectified. Uh, they further alleged that those uh, who were willing to disrobe in front of Franco and his friends were given special treatment. Um, so his attorneys, Franco's attorneys, have previously denied the claims in the suit as false and inflammatory, and so on and so on. Uh, the settlement would mean uh, Tyler Kaplan and Gall would drop their claims without prejudice with other members of the class given roughly two months to opt out should they choose to further pursue their case. Any unclaimed money would be contributed to the National Women's Center. Now, because it's a class action suit, details of the settlement are usually hidden from the public record. Yes, yeah. Uh, but um, that, that are usually hidden from the public record were disclosed in the filing. Uh, so of the uh, $2,235,000 in the agreement, 894000 will go to the named plaintiffs. And 1.341 will go to a common fund for the rest of the members of the class action suit. And I don't know how many people are involved yeah. in that suit or it's, not, it's a weird case. Yeah. So Seth Rogen said a few weeks ago that he's probably not going to work with James again. And, and James has uh, one credit uh, that hasn't been released yet. It's a movie called The Long Home, uh, which he stars in and he directed as well. 
beyond that, I, I can't see him working anytime soon. Can you guys? Uh, Not well, anytime soon. Let, let's put it this way. Kevin Spacey's coming back. Yeah, but so, is he? Yeah, he, yeah. I he mean, is. I know he's working again, yeah. but, like, will anybody see it? So, yeah. so... Th- is there an audience for so it? So Seth Rogen himself is the subject of uh, of there's uh, I forget the actress's name, but she's saying that he was responsible for stuff on a set. I I don't know how all this stuff eventually shakes out. Mm-hmm. All right, so I have uh, let's do something a little bit lighter, shall we? Uh, America hasn't quite. And I think we have audio for this, uh, by the way, Casey. America hasn't quite uh, reached uh, President Biden's July Fourth vaccination goal, but the White House isn't letting that get in the way of a good party. Uh, starting on Saturday, Biden and other administration officials will fan out around the country to celebrate that hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19 are way down and life is getting back to normal. Even though not quite the 70% of American adults are expected to have received their first shot by the Independence Day milestone, Budweiser is officially unlocking its free beer giveaway. <laughs> one of me- many incentives dangled to try and lure people to roll up their sleeves ahead of the 4th. Um, With that news being announced, uh, it came out uh, from actor Bill Pullman, who reprised the epic presidential speech of the 1996 blockbuster Independence Day. Uh, Of course, a movie about an alien invasion, and we have the clip of that. So here we go. The time has come for us to get fresh, gather the crew, and eat veggie and meat burgers till we sweat. And then... Let's work together towards a future where everyone can come to the party. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will fill the sky with so much light and freedom. This thing will rue the day it ever messed with us. Together. We celebrate our Independence Day. So reprising that role for an ad campaign. I well, love you, it. You need Randy Quaid there looking like a yeah. lunatic. Yep. yep. I'm back. Yeah. Uh, and he can do that real easy. He can look like a lunatic, no problem. Speaking of lunatics, TMZ reported Wednesday that former SNL star Chris Kattan was booted from a flight for refusing to wear a mask. Uh, his attorney, Samuel Joshua Smith, tells the outlet, we strongly deny that Mr. Catan would ever refuse to wear a mask. Mr. Catan is fully vaccinated and unequivocally supports CDC guidelines. Uh, he added that uh, the actor took the mask off to deal with an allergic reaction that he was having to a supplement that he was taking. This so, port, listen, supplement. yeah, I don't know what that supplement is. <laughs> I know. Whether you can buy it out of a van. Right. Uh, but he has, he really, truly has had horrible back pain from a, from actual a physical stunt he did on SNL and so but i don't know man he's he's like he's in Andy Dick territory mm-hmm, yeah. yeah and they hate each other they do yeah i remember we had Andy Dick on a long 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 yeah. long time ago and he sang a song about Chris Kattan that just ripped him to shreds so yeah. uh so the season 47 finale speaking of saturday night live left many viewers wondering if Cecily Strong Kate McKinnon and Pete Davidson would be back this fall. Uh, Strong recently told Entertainment Tonight, I'll be thrilled if I go back to SNL. I'll be thrilled if that was my last show. Uh, I feel good either way. Uh, She said that uh, things are a bit more up in the air, and I'm okay with that. 
My lesson from last year is sort of see what happens. I saw a trailer for a musical that she's in. You're familiar with the musical Brigadoon? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So their their version of it is called something like Schmegadoon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so... Uh, but it looks very funny. You know? It's the town where time doesn't exist. Right. It's, it's, it, it appears and disappears. Place. Yeah, so it's yeah. Schmigadoo. Schmigadoo. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, exactly that's so it, good. Steve. That's, uh, I love it. You saw a trailer for this? I did, okay. yeah. The trailer's available. Oh, yeah, my gosh. For Schmigadoo. <laughs> the name alone has me. <laughs> love it. Uh, so Lawrence Fishburne says that he has no idea... Why he was not asked to reprise his role as Morpheus in the upcoming Matrix Four? Uh, it seems like a no-brainer, right? Totally, he's, I one, mean, of, he's one of the best essential. characters. Yeah. Now I don't remember what his fate was in the third movie because I've pretty much blocked it out of my mind. He, but it finished with him setting up a falafel pop-up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's a you know, and he which could is still be around. Essential. No, yeah, he, I don't remember what you happened. You know, personally, I don't remember because I tuned out of the sequels. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at least you know something. But he was. Brilliant in in the, the first movie, amazing. Just, and by the way, he's he's a vital character in the. He works with Keanu in uh, John Wick. John Wick, yeah, yeah. Uh, during an interview with Collider, he said, "I am not in the next Matrix movie, and you know you have to ask uh, Lana Wachowski why, because I don't have an answer for that." Uh, Keanu Reeves is returning as Neo. Carrie Ann Moss is going to be there as uh, Trinity. Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, Daniel Brand, uh, Bernhardt and Lambert Wilson are returning as well. But why would you not have Lawrence Fishburne in that movie? I, you Do you remember the first time you saw The Matrix? Oh, man. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. When Trinity runs along the walls that, that first opening scene. sequence, you're like... Never seen any effects yeah. like that at that time. They were doing the wire work. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, where they're suspended in the air and the camera angles move around. I mean, it was yeah. mind-blowing. It's still a great movie. The concept of it alone is just fantastic. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, the 78th Venice Film Festival will this year award a Golden Lion for Lifetime Achievement to actress Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. Uh, the ceremony will take place on September 8th. Uh, before the out-of-competition world premiere screening of David Gordon Green's Halloween Kills. Uh, that's, <clears throat> excuse me, the follow-up <clears throat> to um, the 2019 Halloween film, which saw Curtis reprise her iconic role as Laurie Strode and took in over $250 million worldwide to become the highest-grossing chapter in the four-decade franchise. It was a solid movie. They they corrected a lot of the missteps of the sequels that came after the, the first. I think if you go from the first one to this one... It works. Like, the second one, Carpenter directed, but begrudgingly, and then there were a few others. But uh, I thought they did a solid job. Halloween Kills uh, starts global rollout around, or will be on October 14th. Uh, Curtis said, a lifetime achievement. I am incredibly humbled to be honored in this way by the Venice International Film Festival. It seems impossible to me that I've been in this industry long enough to be receiving <laughs> lifetime achievement mm. recognition. Are you a fan of the movies? And to have it happen now with Halloween Kills is particularly meaningful to me. Uh, not really. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not your thing. Yeah, it's not my thing. Uh, back in the day when, you know, in, in the 80s when these movies were popping up, right. yeah, I watched yeah, all the yeah. slasher movies, but it never really, you know, got in, in my uh, my DNA. Well, they made her a badass in the last one. <clears throat> not that she wasn't a badass in the first one, but she's, she's more mission-driven and thought to be... 
by the peripheral world to be a, a lunatic, though she knows what Michael Myers really is and what he can do. She said, Halloween and my partnership with Laurie Strode launched and sustained my career, and to have these films evolve into a new franchise that is beloved by audiences around the world was and remains a gift. In addition to the Halloween movies, uh, her career spans almost every genre of film, including the recent Knives Out and classic comedies Fish Called Wanda and Trading Places and Freaky Friday, as well as action picks True Lies and Blue Steel and dramas like The Tailor of Panama, My Girl, and Forever Young. Also, New York Times bestselling children's book author, her 12th book, Me, Myself, and I, A Cautionary Tale, was released in 2018. And she's married to Christopher Guest. She sure is, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, a new Marvel-themed short from The Simpsons will premiere on uh, the streaming platform Wednesday. It says the streaming platform. Which streaming platform? There's only I, one. I guess Disney, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Disney. Uh, according to Deadline, the short titled The Good, The Bart, and The Loki <laughs> will start Tom Hiddleston as Loki alongside a slew of Springfield favorites. Have so, you been watching Loki? That'll be out on Wednesday. Nah, I'm behind. Okay. I get on. I've watched yeah. the first episode, and I've got to, uh, I, I got to keep, I got to get up to speed on that. Yesterday's episode was bonkers. Okay. Yeah. And also, uh, there's a mid-credit scene, so just so Ooh, you- really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. Nick Offerman will join Amazon's upcoming League of Their Own series. As the coach of the Roxford, Rockford Peaches. Uh, and he, uh, let's see here, his character Casey Dove Porter is an ex-Cubs pitcher famous for accidentally murdering a dove during a game. <laughs> Man, I love him. He's just the best. <laughs> That's excellent. Do you watch the uh, the animated series? I think it's The Great White North. Or I don't it? watch it religiously. Yeah, but It's it, from the Bob's Burger. Yeah, I, and I've seen it and I like it. And like, any, anything that Nick Offerman does, it just, he's, he's, he's really cool. Uh, let's see here. Nicholas Cage will play Nicholas Cage in the upcoming action comedy satire, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> That's, these are all good properties. In the film, the actor is recruited by the CIA and forced to live up to live up to his uh, legend, uh, channeling his most iconic characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. This is the oh best show announcement God. since Gary Busey Pet Court. Oh my God! <laughs> Actually, this could be this could be good if done right. Uh, Lionsgate announced Wednesday that the film will hit theaters April 22nd, 2022. Anybody else see the trailer Pig that he stars in? It, it's a movie about uh, him. He, like, he's a, his pig is a truffle hunter. He, he's this restaurateur, and uh, he lives off the grid somewhere, and he's uh. got a pig, and somebody steals his pig. Oh, and it's like a revenge thing? And he goes nuts. And yeah. listen, like, it's, I've only seen the trailer. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it, I guess it comes out in a few weeks, but it looks trippy. But it, it looks like good Nicolas Cage right. acting. Okay. Like Not John Wick with a pig. Exactly. John did, Pig. Did anybody watch Mandy? No. Okay. What's it's, Mandy? It's it's a revenge movie, but it's it's him, and it's really, really, really trippy. You got to get okay. past. It picks up where the Barry Manilow song left off. Exactly. Yeah. And then one last thing: uh, the streaming video market is about to get all shook up. Elvis Presley has re-entered the building through a new streaming deal between Cinedime uh, and Elvis Presley Enterprises. The Elvis Presley Channel, expected to launch in early 2022, <clears throat> will include archival content and specials featuring the king of rock and roll, as well as music content from other influential artists. Why not just put it on one of the other streaming services? Because I would love to see this stuff, but there's no way I'm going to sign up for the Elvis Channel. Uh, the streaming channel to be available across multiple multiple platforms in the U.S. and Canada will be a free uh. ad-supported linear service. Hey, uh, if... You're a fan of the Elvis stuff, right? The cheesy movies yeah, and all that crap? sure. Yeah. Clam bake? Clam bake. Come on, man. I love it. 
Cinedime plans to feature continual Elvis programming with exclusive specials and documentaries, including including Singer Presents Elvis, which was the 68 comeback special. As am I. Elvis Aloha from Hawaii. Aloha. Hawaii. And Elvis by the Presleys. Uh, the Elvis Presley channel will also give fans a chance to watch rare home footage from the Graceland archives. Uh, additionally, Cinedime uh, plans to tap into the archives of legends such as Johnny Cash and Roy Orbison. Uh, the channel will also include specials highlighting uh, cities like Memphis that help shape rock and roll as well as other music documentaries. And it will be available, the Elvis Presley channel will be available across uh, a network of distribution partners uh, in the streaming space, including... Uh, Samsung, Pluto TV, Roku, Hulu, Amazon, oh. and Foxcore. All right, I got Pluto. Uh, and Tubi <clears throat> as well, or Foxcore's Tubi. got them all. So, yeah, I've got Roku, so I'll be able to watch that. Um, so this comes after Cinedime found uh, traction with the, last year's launch of the Bob Ross channel. Which How's I that did, doing? I didn't even know existed. It's a Bob Ross channel. But apparently they have done well with that. Huh. And it's motivated him to do the Elvis Presley channel. Well, that was Bob Ross's big problem when he first started. They thought he was too similar to Elvis Presley. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah, he, he can only have one right. Elvis, man. Man, look at these, look at these trees, man. <laughs> They're happy little trees. Look at them happy little trees, man. All right, we're ready for clips. Based on a viral Twitter thread, Zola tells the story of two women in their cross-country adventures in pole dancing. In this clip, actress Taylor Page discusses which tweets uh, from, from the real-life Zola stuck out to her the most. Here we go. I think for me, I found, I I'm, I'm instantly picked up on how hilarious she is, like her observing. And for me, it's always when she's like, so I go down to the pool. I mean, I am in Florida. Like, it's like sidebar, you know? Like, she's she's narrating even in real time. What the f***? What? You yeah, piece what? of s***. We're live! Uh, Zola is in theaters now. Okay. okay. All right. Next clip. Harvey Keitel's most recent role uh, is Meyer Lansky, mm. the infamous mafia accountant in his final days. Here, Harvey talks about his lengthy career in meeting Quentin Tarantino for the first time. A colleague of mine from the actor's studio called me one day and said, Harvey, I have a script. I think you're going to like it. It was Reservoir Dogs. And uh, I arranged a meeting with Quentin. He came to see me. I, I was shooting in L.A. at the time. And then when he knocked on my door and I opened the door and he said, Mr. Keitel? I said, it's Keitel. But come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Mr. Keitel. <laughs> I love it. I've never heard that before. Uh, Lansky is available in select theaters and uh, with video on demand now. He sounds old, doesn't he? He's 82. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess he's entitled. But he's still working. Yeah. All right, that's it in the entertainment report this morning. We've got a lot going on. Robert Irvine's going to be on the show. Alec Baldwin will be joining us. We have another mystery food service mm. for Casey in his birthday getting ready this uh, weekend for that. Uh, and also, when we return, we're going to go into some of this Cosby stuff. Yeah. And we're going to have Deanna Durante from NBC10 to maybe parse out some of the legal side of it that we might not quite fully understand. So uh, we'll get to her and that discussion in just a moment. Hang on for the ride today, friends. And don't forget, today is Wawa Hoagie Day. Casey and I will be hosting that event on Independence Mall right in front of the Constitution Center. Come by and get your free hoagies at noon. All right. We'll be right back. Stay with us. <laughs> WMMR.com. The one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. And WMMR.com. 
Well, I had a neighbor move out uh, yesterday. Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. Uh, I live right by the uh, State Correctional Institute, Phoenix, uh, and Bill Cosby's been my Preston, neighbor. I'm going to miss you. Past couple of years, <laughs> and he is gone out of there. We had gone out to lunch to have a meeting yesterday, <clears throat> yesterday, and by the time we were done, the news hit, and as Steve was saying earlier this morning... No indication. Nothing. I had no Nothing. indication that that Nobody something did. was going to go down yesterday. No. Maybe, maybe it wasn't really news because no one expected it. Yeah, uh, and but it happened. And Bill is out of jail and at home right now. I remember I looked. I, I had to stop because I was driving, and I'm like, "What? Hold on is 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 he getting out? Like, <laughs> what, at, what does this mean? Like at right. the time you heard it, he was out. Well, yeah. it said that the conviction was overturned. So I'm like. But what does that mean? I know. What does that mean? Exactly. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, Kathy. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah. Well, it means... He's getting he's out. out. I mean, like, the, yeah. like, get your stuff. And yesterday. Yeah. Like, out, out of... You'd think yeah. it'd take a little yeah, time to think process? Yeah, you think some procedures to go mm, through. Nope. The amazing yeah. thing is they went into his cell and there was a big poster of Mushmouth on the wall. <gasps> and behind it, there was a tunnel. A tunnel? No. So he was trying to escape. I had no idea. All right, listen. So there, the, the legal details are a little bit... Um, Interesting, to say yeah. the least. And so we wanted to get somebody on who can speak in authority, and she's been following this case from the beginning. So yep. we would like to welcome uh, to the program this morning from NBC10, Miss De- uh, Deanna Durante. Yeah. Deanna, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you? We're doing okay. So how blindsided by this were you yesterday, or did you have an indication that something was going to be happening? Well, at NBC10, we're never blindsided by anything. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> But, uh, you know, he had brought his case to the Supreme Court in 2020, in December 2020, so the end of the year. And typically they wrap up, in, you know, in early summer, mid-summer. So did it? Did we know, did, were we told two days ago it was going to come? No. We, we, we got the information when it was actually released. However, Cosby's people say that they got the information uh, earlier, about 24 hours earlier, that it was going to come out so that they could get themselves into place. And uh, his spokesperson was able to fly to Philly and borrow a car and pick him up from prison. So that's what they told us yesterday outside of his house. It, okay. It's so wild because I was I was reading a uh, there's a legal a pundit Jonathan Turley and he 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 was writing he said Bill Cosby is the ultimate example that you don't have to be innocent to be wrongly convicted. Do you think that's a, a valid statement here, Deanna? Well, you know, if you talk to the prosecutors and uh, you know we talked we talked to them yesterday, they say that he was still convicted by a jury, right? And and the arguments here by by Cosby's own defense team had nothing to do with the evidence in the case. No, they didn't. They didn't say he didn't do it. They said he shouldn't have been brought to trial. So that that it seems to be what we're looking at is a series of, of technicalities here, but but profound enough to have the entire thing reversed. Yes, because the Constitution allows everyone to. Uh, the, the right to not self-incriminate yourself. And so if you go back to the crime was reported, or the crime, uh, Andrea Constance says the crime happened in 2004. She reports it to police in Canada in 2005. The district attorney at the time takes a look at the case, says there's not enough to prosecute, releases a press release saying he's not going to prosecute. Alludes to the fact that the, uh, the burden of proof is much lower in the civil courts. Constance sues. There's a deposition. Cosby testifies in this deposition more than once. And then you fast forward 10 years and that deposition comes out. Hmm. 
and now here's new information, a new district attorney, the statute of limitations is about to expire, they take a look at it. And in that point now, you've had a lot of other women make allegations. So legally, you have a new team thinking that this is new evidence and that they can use this. And that was a huge debate behind the scenes before the trial even happened, whether or not that deposition could be used, whether these charges could be brought to to the front here, and if he could even be charged at all, because you had that public statement by right. the DA then saying he wasn't going to charge. Right, and so that and that is things- that is enough legal uh, ammo uh, so that that they can use that. I, I had no idea. Well, that's you know this wasn't a unanimous decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, right. and and even though it wasn't unanimous it even wasn't unanimous as to how you how you fix this how you how you write what some thought was a wrong here you know you have some justices saying he needs to be released right away he had a right not to self-incriminate himself you had some justices saying perhaps another trial but keep in mind that would have been his third trial on the yeah time. yeah and, and deanna i remember you 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 raised that point it was a while ago where they were bringing they were talking about the efficacy of bringing in these other victims um, who and they were saying, is this just hearsay? Is this you know because they they were they were making allegations. I believe the the uh, the phrase character assassination was bandied about yesterday. Uh, but I mean, you know, listen, we all have our take on it. I think you have all these women with a very similar story, uh, and that's massively troubling. I think to the casual observer, but there are rules to the law. Well, there are, but here's the interesting part: when you talk about what they call the prior bad act witnesses, which was those five women they brought in, right. in between his first trial that ended in a mistrial, the jury couldn't reach a verdict. It was they, they deliberated for about seven days. Then the law changed in Pennsylvania. The, the Supreme Court ruled that you can bring in similar allegations, what they call prior bad acts. So in between the, so that was, that was a game changer when you had the first jury that couldn't decide. And then the main thing that changed in trial number two was you had those five women. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that. So let me let me ask you something, Deanna, with this uh, self-incrimination thing and the fact that you can't be tried for the same crime twice if he wanted to, not that he would. Uh, but Bill Cosby could come out and say publicly, yep, I did it. I did it. And and I freely admit it. And he still would be exempt from uh, from being prosecuted for that. Would that be a fair statement? Well, at this point, the Supreme Court says he can't be charged for it again. So yeah. he, he is not saying that. Yeah. But I, if, if but I'm just were, hypothetically, yeah. Hypothetically, he he could still be in his Cheltenham home if, and come out and say it. Yep. Okay. That's what I thought. It, it's, now, I'm not a lawyer. Right. No, right. no, no. And there's Your phones are probably lighting up with a lot of defense attorneys on that one. But so the way that I look at the way the, way the Supreme Court ruled, they've said, nope. He's no longer convicted of this, and you cannot bring him back. I mean, the the major goal always is equal application across every everybody's situation. Obviously, Bill Cosby, uh, though he's been at least right now, it seems to be taking the uh, stance that he is a victim of the system. But he has top level legal representation, and and um, you know, I mean, uh, again, the fact that this happened the way it happened yesterday was such a broadside. Uh, you know, for for everybody, because I think everyone thought at his age he was probably going to spend the rest of his life in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell you in some reporter circles, we thought if it was going to be overturned, it was going to be overturned on that prior bad act, the five women. Okay. We thought that was where it would go. And, you know, the Supreme Court didn't even look at it because they said, we're not going to look at this part because he shouldn't have been to trial in the first place. And you talk about his defense team. He's, he's had some amazing defense lawyers. 
his first trial, they didn't even bring any witnesses. And that and his attorney at the time, Brian McMonagall, was able to hang a jury, basically, with just arguments that you can't convict him. What do you think? And, about, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, go ahead. Finish. Well, then you had your, the second trial where he had, you know, legal minds from across the country brought in for the second trial as well. And they still, you know, spent days deliberating on this case. So the information that was gleaned that was actually um, that um, that he had uh, uh, agreed to have the uh, these depositions where he revealed this information that was then used in, the, in another criminal case against him. It was um, the uh, casters uh, take that um, by getting him in there saying that he would not be liable for a criminal case uh, that would that it would open up entrees for uh, people to get a civil lawsuit against him and perhaps get, you know, some. Uh, justice that way. Do you do you put any stock in that? Well, that is that is what he's saying. You know, in covering that, when we've talked to different lawyers, there's differing opinions on that. And when you look at the Supreme Court opinion, when you look at Justice Doherty, he had some pretty harsh words for that, saying that prosecutors can't just use get out of jail free cards. Right. Is, is how he phrased it. So I think that this is going to be a case that will be debated and discussed much more in not just days, but years. Deanna, has anyone heard anything from Cosby's wife or seen her at all? We did not see her yesterday at the house. You know, she kept a very low profile even during the trial. She came just on the last day, uh, trial number two, just on the last day for the the closing argument. Uh, She was there for uh, the first trial as well, just the, the very last day. And that was really the only time we saw her. He mainly was, was there with his spokesperson and um, a few other staffers that helped him in and out. But she hasn't she hasn't said much. I mean, we've obviously seen social media and all of the people tied to him for and against who have, who have come out and said things. But we haven't seen anything from her yet. So progress- I need to check my phone. Maybe <laughs> so progressing from here, um, th- so this has basically come to a full dead end in this particular case. What about other cases from other women that are out there? What happens with those? If there are cases that happen within the statute of limitations that can be prosecuted, but you would have to have had a case within the last 10 years. And that's the issue. I think all of them were were like 20 years ago. That is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Many of those women that came in and testified, uh, you know, some of them, the dates I think went from before 1980 into 1989. And so you're well outside of that. Right. right. Okay. Right. Wow, man. I just, it was, uh, it was, I had no idea. No idea. No, it was such a shock and such a stunner. Is it possible if, if we could just hit you up also for your legal take on the Britney Spears thing and the conservatorship and all the stuff that's going on yesterday, the judge basically, um, you he, know, he denied, denied her, 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 her autonomy in this situation. Uh, can you explain some of the machinations of that? Well, I mean, I've been totally into Cosby, but I think at this point, uh, I think the public opinion is on her side. The legal opinion clearly is on is what the judge is going with. So there's another case that we're going to see play out for right. a while. Yeah, yeah. Wow, interesting. All right, uh, Deanna. So uh, you know, I, I don't know where the story goes from here because it seems to be done. Um, <laughs> and and I, do you have any idea what kind of follow ups are going to come from this? Well, his uh, staff was alluded to or told us yesterday that he is in talks and, and actually doing a production. And we saw them during the trial. We saw a crew that had a little bit more access to him. So you're going to see a documentary, it appears, 
coming from his side of them. Wow. So he's doing, a, they're producing a documentary on his, on the case from his side. From his side of it, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, look for the new Tiger King. <laughs> well, and, wow. you know, after all this, wouldn't you just keep your mouth shut? You would think so, right? You would think so. But you know, listen, there there is there is a level of self-aggrandizement yeah, and and, nepo- and narcissism and I yeah, who knows? Or, or legitimate belief that they knew what they were doing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, wow. Yeah. Deanna, have you ever actually spent any time with Cosby? No. I've covered him through the years. When I was in Milwaukee, he came to speak to a number of high school students and it and it was very um, it was very interesting because you had this, you had, you had America's dad, you know, this funny, nice guy that yeah. was very welcoming. And you couldn't get anywhere near him. And his staff made it very, very difficult. And at the time I was working for Fox and the station was owned by Fox. And there was, there was some sort of deal with him that he was doing something with us as well with Fox News Channel. And, and as a local affiliate, we couldn't get anywhere near him. And it was very difficult. And then, you know, even uh, here in covering the trial twice, covering his arrest, I mean, I would stand next to him. I sat you know, right in front of him in the courtroom, but there wasn't, we didn't chat much. If that's yeah. Yeah. You're not best buds. Right. Uh, yeah, but Preston was pointing out earlier that if you stop and think about this from a, you know, a couple of years ago when the comedian Hannibal Barres, uh, Barres, uh said on stage, brought up the whole Cosby thing and said yeah. it was the, the elephant in the room, everyone knew this secret, yeah. and, and then it was off and running and then it started to gain momentum and then this has been one insanely wild journey. Uh, for well, that's really for where the windfall began. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, you had that remark on the stage. Then someone goes and gets this copy of the deposition, you know, pays for a copy of it, and then boom, it's out. Yeah. And now, the you know, the experts are trying to put the word out, as well as uh, Andrea Constant herself. And, uh, and uh, the legal teams are saying that they hope this doesn't deter women from coming forward if they've been a victim and scare them be away. horrible, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so. That That is a concern. I talked to a number of victims' advocates yesterday, many of them sending us statements, including uh, the prosecutor on the, the prosecution side, uh, Stu Ryan. He's now in private practice, and he represents many uh, people who have been victims of abuse. And he said that he he wanted to make it clear that he was still convicted by a jury and, and that people will still listen if, if you've been abused to, to still... Don't let this discourage you. Right. Deanna, somebody texted an interesting question. Do you think he has legal grounds for a lawsuit for false imprisonment now? Again, uh, that would it would be interesting to see if he did that. I was just talking about that this morning, wondering if that would happen. I mean, you know, my mother called me yesterday saying, do you think he'll sue the county? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, okay. if he would because it, was, it went through the courts the way that it did. You had multiple, multiple judges. Yeah. And now here you are well, here. So I would I would have to look up some more about Yeah, an aggressive lawyer, a savvy lawyer would certainly try to get might try any, that. anything and everything that they can, and I would you, imagine. And I know Deanna, you can't use this kind of uh, vernacular because you're a legitimate journalist, but he'd have to have <laughs> balls the size of wrecking balls. <laughs> we can say. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just that as, as as Kathy observed I think wisely, just go away. Just just, be, just that won't happen. Yeah. 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 Wow. All right, Deanna, we will uh, continue to watch you on NBC 10 to see uh, what is the latest. Kathy, you want to add something else? Oh, no, no. That's it? Okay. But thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great holiday. Enjoy Hoagie Day. Yay. Yes, we will. <laughs> Come down and get a Hoagie. All right, Deanna Duran, yeah. NBC 10. She's really good. Yeah, she's great. No, what I wanted to say was um, in high school, I was part of um, our TV station, and I was sent to the Penn Relays my senior year to cover the Penn Relays, and Cosby was there, and I got to interview him, and he was with uh, a young athlete. The interview was so awkward because he was awkwardly pushing this this athlete and telling me about her, and you know, clearly yeah. when they sent me down, they knew Cosby was going to be there, and they said, your ultimate goal is to get him on camera, which right. I did. But it was just this awkward exchange, and it became yeah. We all like laughed about it because um, it was so strange. And I, I actually I have the video. I don't. It doesn't have audio because it has music over it. It was used in like a montage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have the video of me uh, interviewing, interviewing Cosby, yeah. and he was pushing. Was this a, a male or female? Athlete? It was. It was a female. It was a young female athlete, and she basically didn't want anything to do with the interview. She was kind of just like standing there, and he was awkwardly like pushing me to, to talk to her. It, it was weird. Okay. It's wild. Uh, remember we had the call from the prisoner, the former prisoner the other day who met he yes. met Bill yeah. in in, uh, in Phoenix and uh, said that uh, uh, he wouldn't shake his hand. He wouldn't talk to him. He said he was really, really rude. I hate rude prisoner rude celebrities. prisoners, man. <laughs> They're the worst. Come on. You know, though, and I kept thinking about um, how we were talking about how he wouldn't do any of the the counseling or the classes or anything like that. I bet you he was being told, I'm don't s- yep. do anything, don't admit yeah. to anything, because yeah. you're getting out. Did yeah. you read the story about under a tree in Ohio, they found a box with pudding pops and sweaters no, in it? No, really? <laughs> yeah. They had some sweaters? Yeah. Melted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you would assume, right? Uh, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. There was a rock there with no earthly business. No, I remember no. hearing that, yeah. And, and, and now they're, they're asking... They want to know. I can't say it. I can't do the voice. <laughs> Whatever the name of the town. What? Wow. Harvey Weinstein has been saying he has to get down to Mexico. <laughs> oh my Started God. charter fishing place. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away by this. Uh, I would not have thought this. That, Preston, Mm-mm. complete whiplash when I heard this story. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, celebrities are, are uh, you know, commenting on this. Uh, there's a few I, I can... Uh, pass along some quotes here, but um, Amber Tamlin, who is a founding member of Time's Up, uh, had written, I'm furious to hear this news. I personally know women who this man drugged and raped while unconscious. Shame on the court in this decision. I don't want to hear anything about how cancel culture ruined men's lives during the Me Too era, reckoning for women and survivors, uh, how we went too far. Today's news at Cosby's conviction is being overturned as proof that we haven't gone far enough. Our justice system must change. Uh, Deborah Messing tweeted uh, to every woman who was uh, sexually assaulted by Bill Cosby. My heart hurts for you today, and I am full of fury. Uh, it's horrifying. Uh, Christine Lottie said, I'm enraged, heartbreaking, uh, heartbroken, disgusted by Cosby's release. I can only imagine what all the survivors must be feeling. Um, and a lot of other ones, Rosanna Arquette and Aisha Tyler. Uh, she, <laughs> Aisha Tyler just wrote, the F is this bull S. <laughs> uh, Padma Lash, uh, uh, Lakshmi. Um, but the the one that I like the most. So so Felicia Rashad had tweeted out, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And uh, Billy Baldwin of the, you know, Alex brother. Right, right, right. Uh, tweeted, the by Felicia to end all by Felicia. <laughs> he quote tweeted that. By Felicia. So, wow. All right. Well, anyhow, we'll see if there are any more details. I don't know what more can come of this story other than he's not. But I guess, as Deanna said, he's working on a documentary and all this other stuff. So where where's his, uh, where's the house again? Oh, my Elf- God, I feel Cheltenham. Like- 
No, no, we th- do this all the time. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's either Chestnut Hill, Sheltonham, or Elkins Park. It's Elkins Park. I, I think Park. it's I Elkins Park, yeah. But Preston, you, 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 you're you right around the corner, right? I mean, of his old home. Yeah, in the, the yeah. old house, yeah. I wonder if it's going to go for you. Know, is his cell blocks up for sale? Maybe oh, my gosh. Yeah. Zillow or and something state like that. sale or something like yeah. that. We yeah. had always uh, thought about you know trying to get in. I'm, I'm sure we would have been able to broker an interview in jail. I'm sure he would yeah. have loved. Right, right. But, so, yeah, Elkins Park, I thought, was where it was. Kathy, you're the one who sent us the link yesterday. Um, and when I got and, and I don't know if, if you had to do the same thing, I had to read the headline like 10 times because it just didn't make sense to me. Case, I, I said that before I thought Bing Crosby yeah. was dead. <laughs> no, it but I was like... It didn't register. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, wait a minute. Does this mean he's getting out? Like, I don't... <laughs> right. because and, and then when I got home, I read the whole... Um, I read the whole uh, report, and it didn't actually state he's getting out of prison today. So I texted my friend over at NBC, and I'm like, does this mean he's getting out? And she said, yeah. All right, here we go. So uh, Bill Cosby's house is on the corner of Church Road and New 2nd Street in Elkins Park, which is in Cheltenham Township. Oh, there you go. It all works out. Yeah, so it's uh, everybody. By the way, my real estate agent had a billboard up with googly eyes on it. Hey, speaking of that, yeah, uh, somebody sent in a tweet. There's a billboard in Ben Salem that somebody put googly eyes on. Oh my god! I I, I have to. We did this, right? We, we helped, I think so. We helped, uh, and, and I hope this continues. I hope more <laughs> googly eyes on billboards pop up this whole summer. I want it to be the summer 2021, the summer of googly eyes. <laughs> I tweeted it's out. the Radcliffe Court. <laughs> Penn Community Bank. Oh, that's the best. I uh, tweeted out, Preston, that we started it, and then I tweeted out, we are the greatest love of all. Yes, oh we God. are the greatest love of all. Uh, so, uh, you know what? If you can if you can get googly eyes and slap them on some billboards locally, I know it's technically vandalism, and I don't want to promote that. But it's like fun vandalism. It's fun well, vandalism. Also, we'll mention the business on the yeah. air. We will. So yeah. we'll, we will. And everyone has benefited from that extra exposure. So I think you, if you, if you kind of go along with it, I've seen a, this. This, these two billboards, by the way, are hilarious. Yes, they look great. <laughs> my, my brother has a real estate team, and he does some advertising, not oh, billboards. Cool. But I'm like, God, I really want you to do a billboard so we can put googly eyes on yeah. your whole team. Yeah. Tell Absolutely. me. Why does this remain as with the sublime fart? Why do googly eyes yeah, remain just eternally funny? Something about it. <laughs> it's perfect. We got to get yeah. to the course yeah, here. Yeah, we right? do. <laughs> googly eyes, they're watching you. They see your every move. Googly eyes, they're watching you. Googly eyes, they're watching you, watching you, watching you. All right. Get out there and googly-eye it up, Philadelphia. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. The V-File is on the way. We have a special food surprise coming up for Casey and more. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Okay, uh, let me see. I think yeah, we're clear to do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Horizon and their complete multi-point AC tune-up is just fifty nine dollars. Plus, you can book a fall heating tune-up uh, for just thirty nine dollars. Visit horizonservices.com. dot uh, Passenger. Who tried to break into an airplane cockpit last week had recently been under the influence of methamphetamine before he jumped from the moving plane oh, in Los no. Angeles. Yeah, it was a pretty wild story. I assume um, it was on the tarmac, right? Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. Luis Dominguez uh, had uh, apparently broken his leg Friday when he opened the plane's emergency exit and jumped to the tarmac at Los Angeles International Airport. He underwent surgery. He's expected to appear in federal court this week on a charge of interference with a flight crew. Excuse me, which could bring up to 20 years in prison. I burped. Sorry. <laughs> what? It just came out. Crew. Sometimes I have a little I know, man. sip of something before I, I get it. go into yeah. 15 minutes of nonstop talking I, I and it comes back up. It's not a character assassination. So the 33-year-old arrived in Los Angeles on Tuesday from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Uh-huh. His Hola. plan was to get to Salt Lake City, but he didn't have a connecting flight. He spent the night in a hotel in downtown Los Angeles after drinking several beers and buying a lot of crystal meth for $20, he told the FBI. Boy, this is a lot of crystal meth. The next day, he continued to smoke the crystal meth and decided to fly to Utah instead of taking a bus. How the F do you get on a plane if you're high on crystal meth? He smoked more of the drug before heading to the airport, uh, but ultimately missed his flight and wandered the streets through the night. On Friday, he missed a second flight, but was rescheduled to board United Airlines Flight 5365 to Salt Lake City. Dominguez took his seat and began to doze as he was coming down from all the drugs that he had used the past couple of days, the complaint said. Uh, The passenger sitting next to Dominguez told authorities that he kept looking around and fidgeting. He asked her where she was going, and she said it was not his business. She said he then whispered to her that he needed to get off the plane and he was going to jump out. And he said, I'm serious. Uh, Dominguez, however, told the FBI that he had heard other passengers laugh and say that they were going to a different destination, so he panicked. He sprinted toward a flight attendant at the front of the plane and said he wasn't feeling well, needed to get off the flight. Flight attendant said the plane was about to take off and they began to struggle. He then pounded on the cockpit door and tried to open it as the flight attendant prayed that the pilots were confused by the banging, would not open the door. Dominguez wrenched open the emergency exit door and the emergency slide deployed as the flight attendant called the pilots to stop the plane. He told the FBI that his panic attack potentially gave him the strength to open the door. Oh, Jesus. The aircraft, which had not been moving before, began to roll. He's super junky. He struggled with a passenger who was trying to restrain him. He got away and jumped from the aircraft. He missed the emergency oh, slide. Man. I can fly! Really jamming it down. <laughs> and landed on the tarmac, breaking his right leg. He was trying to crawl away from the plane when he was apprehended. So. I'd pay to see footage of that. I would, too. 
Uh, all right, so here's a, a story with a few twists and turns. I don't know if you heard about this escaped cobra. Yes. Uh, yeah, and I believe this is in North Carolina. So the 21-year-old owner of an escaped cobra suffered a near-fatal bite from a green mamba snake that he owns in March. Huh. An earlier run-in with his extensive collection of venomous snakes. On a Facebook page called The Venom Interviews, Christopher Gifford identifies himself as the victim in a March mamba bite case that required anti-venom from a zoo in South Carolina. Uh, the case received extensive news coverage in Raleigh at the time, though Gifford's name wasn't released. Uh, he said his recovery required four vials of anti-venom and a 42-hour hospital stay, but he planned to continue to care for the deadly snakes despite making mistakes. It's, it's actually rather safe if you know how to handle them. Notably, he uh, said, f- uh, failing to keep emergency contacts in case of a bite. He said, in all honesty, I should have lived, and I thank God that I'm here today. <laughs> Police blocked off his uh, area uh, where Gifford lives with his parents after a venomous zebra cobra had escaped from the house. Come on, what's with all this venomous stuff going on? I heard they had tracked it down, but I don't know if they actually caught the snake yet or not. It might still be on the loose. Animal control officers stayed on the scene most of the day, leaving the scene with a large red bucket. The police presence of the house drew attention to Gifford's social media accounts, especially TikTok, which featured more than a year of videos documenting his extensive collection. So... Uh, you can keep an exotic venomous pet in North Carolina, but there are extensive rules that govern their care. So do you have to have anti-venom at the site? Would you no. have to have anti-venom? So how, that's too risky. Uh, so you must, it must be kept in a sturdy, secure, and closed design to escape, uh, to be escape-proof, bite-proof, and having an operable lock. Each enclosure must be clearly and visibly labeled venomous reptile inside with the scientific name, common name, appropriate anti-venom. Oh yeah, it says appropriate anti-venom. Yeah. Uh, I thought you just had to have access to uh, to get it, like it, and have f- phone numbers to call. Right. Uh, and owner's identifying information noted on the container as well. Uh, a written bite protocol with emergency contact information and so on and so on. So there you, you go. see, you did it the smart way. Neither of your puppies require anti-venom. <laughs> correct. Right. Correct. Yes. All right. How about another crazy animal? Little did a woman know that when she heard a, her chicken squawking in her backyard. She would be met with the vicious teeth of a rabid raccoon. Oh, no. Luckily for Lori Rose, her husband, Brad Day. people don't know the raccoons do incredibly accurate chicken impressions. (laughs) Well, we had the bobcat story with the chickens yesterday. Absolutely. Uh, Listen to this. This is great. Her husband, Brad Day, despite being blind, was able to strike the hostile animal several times, getting it to release its grip from Rose's heel. It's pretty wild what happened. So after hearing Alice the chicken squawk, Rose went into the backyard to put the bird in her pen. She then saw the masked animal. She said, it just charged me. And I slipped and it grabbed a hold of my heel and it wouldn't let go. Now, her husband, Day, had a pan. He's blind, remind me. Right. Uh, He said he couldn't see where the raccoon was. Uh, he could only hear his wife screaming about to be bitten. So here's a blind guy with a pan just about swinging. coming to the rescue. He said, I, he said, I just kind of reached down and I felt with the pan where it was and I whacked it four or five times as hard as I could. You're hitting me! I know, that's what I was thinking. The you couple, blind bastard! The couple then rushed into the home and phoned police. Uh, it was a nasty, determined raccoon, Officer Michael Polston said. When I went into the backyard, the raccoon was at the opposite end of the yard and ended up charging at me and coming at me. 
So he shot the animal. <laughs> Before uh, shooting his wife. The raccoon tested positive for rabies, and Rose is now undergoing a round of rabies shots. Uh, the incident has city animal control warning residents do not leave animals outside in the yard after dark. Wow. It reminds me when I was a kid, Steve. I was in the backseat of the car. My brother was acting up, and my yeah. dad is reaching <laughs> over the back of the car. Right, yeah. Trying to pound my brother. Right, right. He's getting me. He's hitting right? you. And so, if you remember, when you were a child, sometimes when you would cry... Yeah. And when you cried hard, you would make no sound. Yes. Right. I am bawling, right? <laughs> but I'm not making a sound. I'm like, right. And my dad is out. like, bam, yeah. bam, bam, hitting me. I had done nothing wrong at this point. Oh my Beat God. You. Well, uh, see what I just did to your brother, and he did nothing. Yeah. yeah. You can imagine what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> All right, and there you go. That's what we have in the bizarre file. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, Casey's second birthday surprise. Ooh. Of culinary excitement here in the studio. And, Nick, I'm going to make you a fried bologna sandwich. Right. Nice. I think we're going to do that. I think so. We'll find out in a moment. We'll come back. Stay with us. Also, Alec Baldwin. Yay. And Robert Irvine on the show later on. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hey, Preston and Steve. Sorry to bother you at work, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about our physical therapy clinic. I'm Tom, and we are Aspire Physio Sport and Wellness. We are located in South Jersey, right on the border of Marlton and Mount Laurel. We aspire to be something better by prioritizing one-on-one care, never overbooking. Let us help you get moving easier. Give us a call at 856-355-8582 or check us out at aspire-physio.com. Next message. Good morning, Preston and Steve listeners. This is Heather from JSD Certifications. We all have been through some craziness this past year and a half. It's not easy to remain focused while dealing with anxiety, trying to get out of pain, and just living your best life. That's where JSD Certifications can help. Do you know that there are 23 qualifying conditions to get your certification for your medical marijuana card? Medical marijuana saved my life, and I'm helping others so it continues to save theirs. Email me at hello at jfbcertifications.com and let's get you onto a path of healing. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com where Jack really does sell them for less. By the way, we have a new Daily Rush video up and running, and it is titled Casey's Birthday Surprise Day Number One. Wow. Uh, the description says for Casey's birthday, Marissa got Foxy Lady Chef and Pizza John to collab on a yummy pizza. You can watch this now at uh, PressingTheSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, uh, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. And now we're ready for day number two of this culinary excursion for Casey's birthday. Please welcome into our studio. Celebrity chef Nick Elman. We were just spending time with uh, Nick yesterday. Yes, it is a wonderful restaurant. Yes, uh, the latest property, and uh, we had lunch there, and we were trying to keep a secret uh, <laughs> as we met, as we saw him, Casey. Yeah. We didn't want you to know, but the when landing. When he walked over, I was like, there's no way. He's going to say something. Oh, you thought so? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, he's good like He's that. a pro. Uh, but the landing is, is his latest property in uh, Balakinwood, Laurel, and ITV, uh, of course, are... Other wonderful restaurants. Nick, how you doing, man? 
Oh, why is your mic not working? There we go. You're hanging in there? Hanging in there. Excellent, Good. man. Yeah. Nice to see you. Good to be here. Uh, we enjoyed, uh, We had, unfortunately, we had filled up yesterday before I we know. went to your restaurant because we had the other restaurants in here. Uh, but you know, surprise we... after surprise. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I did takeout pressure at the end of the meal. Oh, excellent! Yes, nice. well, you're always I, walking out with two bags. I, I, of I am, yeah. like two or three times a week. <laughs> Preston, I don't know if I've ever mentioned they have really good salmon <laughs> toast there. No. I've heard the, a couple. The times. best I've ever had, and the best quinoa salad with chicken as a protein, unbelievable. Yeah, we try to keep it relatively healthy, although there are some pretty gluttonous stuff on the menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. fried chicken sandwich, a burger, a couple of heavy. I've gotten both of those. We brought things. some donuts here as well today. I like it those. Well. You recommended to me yesterday the fried chicken sandwich. Yeah. The next time you come here, you yeah. gotta have that. It's it's real. Hey Nick, I'm, I'm curious about the the place that where the landing is because uh, it's been this weird, um, unused spot along this Google River across from Maniunk. So technically, it's in Balakinwood and uh, not in the city of Philadelphia, and uh, and it's gotten really nicely developed over the last few years. And then your restaurant comes in. There's a hotel that's sort of attached to where the landing is. So when did these plans start to come together for you? And, and did you start to get an inkling that maybe you could put in a restaurant there? Uh, right before COVID, so I'd say January of 2020, I met Donna Galvin, who uh, owns all the property down there, uh, and she started redeveloping. It used to be old Pencoid Ironworks. So they made kind of all of the iron and steel in the city to build all of our bridges. Um, and then it turned into a rebar factory, and then it was actually uh, a kind of like a dump for a while. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bridge that goes from that spot across the river, to literally Maniac. into Maniac. Yeah. yeah, It's great. And we were talking yesterday about it, and, and the plan is to develop that area all the way down to the residential Continuous, area, yeah. which it's it's a no brainer. It's perfect yeah. for it. Yeah. I was uh, I was um, a little bit bummed. No, I was a lot bummed yesterday because I had we knew that we were going there for lunch. Yeah, and I had a few things on the brain. I was like, <laughs> all right, fried chicken sandwich. I had the burger before. So when I had gotten there, I was like, I am so full i can't yeah. eat anything and i was really i was hoping even after um when everything was done that i was actually going to maybe have some room and i didn't so all i got was a nice coffee there and so i did take out cake no but it's awesome that you guys are here today i'm yeah I'm no, it's awesome. I, had, I had a vanilla cream um beignet yeah. Did you guys make them we there? Brought, we brought more today. Oh, oh yeah, I'll have one uh, We brought some Mod Cup coffee as well, some of our specialty coffee from North Jersey. Nice. Uh, and then we're going to be making our... Uh, oh, our... Uh, well, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want you to, anything. I don't want you to tip your out. hand yet. Yeah. Were you going to mention the thing that you and I are going to cook together? No, okay, no, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a silly idea. No. no. What are you going to have? What are you going to have? For... For Casey. Today? Yeah. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Am I allowed to say? Come on, dude. So we're going to do... I don't. We, I don't know. I feel like I need to change the name of the sandwich now. But we we call it our Iron Worker. Okay, it's a it's a fried pork roll and egg and cheese sandwich with a house made green tomato ketchup. Casey. Oh my god, Casey! <laughs> Casey! So I had come to the revelation earlier this year that I I think personally that the pork roll is the best breakfast meat of all time. Superior <laughs> breakfast. Superior meat, yes. than and. Nothing against bacon. I like bacon. Love bacon. Nothing against sausage. Like sausage, turkey sausage, all of it. <laughs> Scrapple. You'll always have a, a, you know, a place in my, my heart. heart. Right, and yeah. my butt. Uh, but pork roll, hands down, is the best breakfast meat out there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I just, it's... It's great soft. It's great crispy. It's mm-hmm. great in a sandwich. It's great on its own. It's, it's so, pretty spectacular. Nick Omi, a world-class chef, agrees with your assessment, Casey. That mm-hmm. validates your opinion. Yeah. yeah. Which in yeah. turn turns you into a world-class chef. That's right. <laughs> Thank just, you. By, well, just by that fact. With that said, <laughs> last year, uh, I have a Blackstone Grill. Last year, I made these smash burgers. It was a... Uh, um, Jalapeno, like pickle jalapeno, 
uh, cheese and pork roll smash burger. I threw a pork roll on top of the smash burger because, you know, there aren't enough calories and fat on a, <laughs> yeah, on a you burger don't have to cal- begin yeah. with. And but besides like, your training. It was amazing. Yeah. No, the, the great thing about it, and, and again, nothing against you, bacon, but sometimes bacon will overpower the flavor of, of a burger. So pork roll doesn't do that. It was like worked in perfect concert with the cheeseburger. So if you're out there and you're thinking... Uh, may I, maybe I should try this. Yes, you absolutely should try it. Let, let me ask you, Nick. So uh, on this level, when you prepare food and you're as a chef, now obviously people there are people who love enjoy food. When you get somebody who just really savors, who just goes crazy like Casey does for certain things, that's got to be a little extra charge for a chef to get that kind of reaction. Oh, that's so, the best part of my job. Best part. Right? I mean. The, Best part of my job is we make people happy. Yeah, day, for the most part. I mean, we usually <laughs> you we usually hit it. Happy, yeah. Occasional, yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, I mean, every every day we we kind of strive to. It's what brings us to work every day. I'm, yeah, I'm very fortunate. I mean, I, again, I, I count my blessings every day. I know how fortunate I am. I know how people, how many people in the world go out to work every day and they don't particularly like their jobs. Like, right, right. I love my job. It's great, and like, it shows. It's hard for me not to go to work because I like. Being there, not only the creative aspect, but being seeing people every day, interacting with people, making people laugh and smile. All right, so That's, the other uh, same thing with us. Yeah, yeah. love yeah. coming to work. Yeah, that that's same cool. thing. Yep. All right, so the other thing is, yesterday I had actually eaten breakfast before you guys sprung this on me. So like, I really gorged myself yesterday. Today I kind of I knew what to expect, so I haven't eaten anything yet. <laughs> Good. I'm getting a little shaky. Can I have a beignet or something? Well, yeah, you get a little two something. different types of beignets over here. Okay. A cup of coffee for you, just as, as your appetizer. Yeah, appetizer. <laughs> yeah. This now, is what I call a preserve. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna we're, we're gonna add to this is Nick. This yeah. is for you. We we were talking about bologna. I don't know how we got into this. The Deetson Watson thing that caught on fire. The truck oh, that yeah, caught the on truck fire. That caught right. On fire. Um, yeah. I was wondering if it was bologna. Or if that. it smelled like pork. Product. And you and I, Preston, said fried bologna sandwiches. I used to make them all the time as I was a kid. That- and Nick had said he's never had a bologna yeah. sandwich. So I said, you know what? I'll come in and I'll make you the ten year old Preston bologna sandwich this morning. So not only are you going to get the bologna sandwich from me, okay. Nick Elmy is going to create a Nick Elmy, where do you stand on the fried bologna sandwich? Love it. Yeah, okay. right? Love it. I grew up on bologna. Lo- love fried bologna. Like, fried bologna was like when we were making nice bologna sandwiches. <laughs> we would take, we would take the time to yes. fry the bologna. That's, yes. when that's when they're so one up in everything. You are def- a defender of the pork roll and of the fried bologna. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Processed wow. pork okay. products, that's right up my alley. <laughs> no, like, no. I eat like trash when I'm not at work. <laughs> then let me ask you this, because not only did I have fried uh, fried bologna, but we used to fry Spam, too. Yes. I, yeah. I don't I've know if you yeah, Spam yeah. fried rice is, is, again, like right out of the can, right into the frying pan. Some rice, some, some frozen peas, and some Soy sauce and like one of my favorite. Dude, you are spot on. Fried a spam fried. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Preston, Kathy's face. That's right now. countless breakfast memories on Sunday morning. Yeah, yes. You need in, your in salt Hawaii, intake. In Hawaii, yeah. they, eat it, they put it in, in dishes all the time. And everything, Hawaii everything. Cuisine, yeah. I actually, so actually, that was one of the uh, when we did the Top Chef. The yeah. first one we went back to the finale, we had a spam challenge. Oh my god! <laughs> and I won the spam challenge okay. in Hawaii. I did a, uh, a I did a fried order. egg with like a spam uh, dashi, and I was like, all right, I think I think I got this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, and actually, like it like settled me into like the finale of Top Chef. Oh, that's great! Spam. That's that awesome. awesome. Uh, we just got a text. It says, uh, "Hey guys, this is bacon. I feel disrespected. <laughs> bacon is awesome. We had something, and now you left me for pork roll. Yeah. yeah. No, you're still good. There's, you know, you're just not number one in Casey's it's eyes. Okay, baby. Or Nick's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. It happens. It, it like, happens. Think, it happens to every pork roll. <laughs> think of it like a basketball team, right? And you have your your five players on the court. 
you got your bacon. Right. You got your pork roll. You got your uh, right turkey bacon. No. But anyway, uh, it doesn't matter if you win. And you win, okay? It doesn't it's the matter. Sweet who, sixteen heart attacks. It doesn't matter who has the most points or the rebounds. Right. As, as long as you win, and breakfast means you guys win. So you're having you're having your beignet now, case. Yeah, well, so I didn't know there were two kinds. So I grabbed one of each. <laughs> this is a Jean Beignet. <laughs> and I grabbed one of each. I one of each, and I only ate half of one, and I'll eat half of the other. Oh. Which one For is now. it? What's the other one? Uh, so this one was like more like a Boston creamish one. Okay. What's one I had? Yellow yesterday. cream. Yeah. Okay. Yellow yeah. cream, and then this one is what? Uh, is How it, can you tell us from the outside? It. I think it's uh. just a regular ass beignet. Okay. okay. Regular, regular ass, ass beignet. Ooh, I ass, like ass beignet. I'm sorry, guys. Favorite. Chef talked through it. <laughs> <laughs> Plain. Dirty filling. Nothing filling yeah, in it. Hey, right. the That's beignet has become has, has become a um, uh, transcendent sort of uh, confection now these days, right? I mean, the beignet is it used to always popular seasonally, no. but now it's like around the. Well, it's just a, it's our fancy word for donut. I, yeah. I was just going to say, what the hell is the difference? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, every, every, it's regional. Like no matter where you go. Yeah, Outside true. of Philly, do you, are you, uh, are you like a New Orleans guy? Do you have a favorite uh, foodie town that's, um, you know, cause beignets are, are known to, you know, get a Cafe du Monde in New Orleans. So outside of Philly, where, where is your favorite, uh, American ci- uh, food city? Can I? Can I give you Montreal? Does that count? Yeah, well, sure. It's North America. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The Montreal. Okay. Right. Like so, so, so very European influence with like relatively heavy food, um, but still beautiful product. Especially we go up. My wife has family up there, so we usually go up every August. Obviously, we haven't been for the past couple of years um, because it's berry season up there, and it's just a little bit lighter. But the food is just really. Spe- there's like. Probably a dozen restaurants that I crave to go to mm. in Montreal. So you say it'd, be, it'd behoove people to check out the restaurant scene in Montreal. Yeah. Okay. So that's the border's a short still closed, right? We, yeah, the border's still closed. Well, I, you can go, but I think when you get there, you have to quarantine for 14 days still. You, you have to pay a Canadian coyote to get you across. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we got another text. This one says, uh, hey, guys, this is pork roll. Tell Bacon to shut the hell up. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> We've started a pork battle. Yeah, so, uh, Nick, I went to France for one day one time, and I was so excited to eat French food, especially a baguette, right? <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, like two or three days before I left, I burned the roof of my mouth and it <laughs> ruined the entire like eating experience for the, and I was only there for a day. And and when you're eating a baguette, it's like, you know, it's hard on the outsides right. and everything and every single bite. And it was where I burnt my, the roof of my mouth was right where my teeth meet the roof of my, and it ruined every single bite. There was, so, so now I have to go back for another day. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe two days. Next so time. you've had you've had a little beignet. All right, let's I've get going. Beignet. All right, let's um, do this. Are you making his, the pork roll sandwiches? A la minute. To order. What does that yeah. mean? That means right now. Right oh. now. Okay. <laughs> to order. All right, <laughs> so, Montreal talk. Let's do it. <laughs> Why don't you go? We'll have you get started on that, yeah. and we can chit-chat over here while you're doing that. We have microphones set up over in that area, and then I'll come over and, and slap together. Uh, well, you know what? I could be come making. On. I yes, could make, get yeah. I'll make, I'll make my bologna sandwich while he's making the other, okay. and then Nick can make, then you can have my bologna sandwich first, and then you'll have oh. a far inferior bologna sandwich Listen, from Nick. We can talk to you guys there. across the room. Yeah. And and who is, uh, the, the, introduced the sous chef, Preston, today? Oh, that's uh, Kara. Yeah, Kara. Here. Yes. Kara, we met. We met Kara yesterday. Uh, at the landing yesterday. So. The landing kitchen. The landing kitchen, I'm sorry. Yes. And Kara is a huge fan of Pierre Robert. And oh, he's yeah. on vacation. Oh. <laughs> he's my celebrity crush. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, you, we'll get you back in to meet him when he gets back from his vacation. Yeah, so, be awesome. and he loves fried pork. No. Oh, he's, favorite, yeah. oh he's, he's really missing out. <laughs> good. Uh, is this mic working over here? Yes, yes, yes it is. No good. I can't. I don't yeah. have headphones over here, but um, so I'll be next to Nick. 
Nick is using uh, my technique uh, where he cut little slits in the in the uh, in the pork roll so they don't roll up. I told you guys about that, right? Yes, because okay, you so don't want do it to with... like uh, knot up and become a mess. Now, while he is using, uh, I'm sure, amazing ingredients, I have Oscar Mayer bologna. Okay. Craft singles. Yes. Right. And I got uh, Meyer's Italian bread here and, of course, French's mustard. So it has an there, international so. flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, so I gotta, uh, I'm going to have to do this one-handed because I don't have a mic stand. Preston, um, I'm looking at the two pans, and it's screaming uh, me following what he's doing and trying to make what he makes. What was that? I said <laughs> there's two pans next to each other, and yes. I'm just thinking whatever he's doing and me trying to do it. Oh, it would oh, be a disaster. not coming out yeah. the same way at all, even with him right next to me. Mm. All right. Well, so, I, could, I couldn't find a spatula, so I'm using a uh, cake. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah what do you call these? Cake thingies? Plastic is great when you're cooking. Right? It's good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it responds to heat flavor. really well. So I'm taking the I'm taking the bologna here and I'm putting I put four little slices. Uh, Nick looks like Nick does three because when you're done with this, when it's done cooking, it looks like the German Iron Cross. Yeah. Hey, uh, Nick, were you just spreading? Uh, was that butter that you were putting on there? Clarified butter. Okay, so you need more clarified butter. Yeah. Uh, then that's how butter clarifies. I love that. Um, I, I need to get one of those for my waffles. It is a uh, paintbrush. A, a, Melted butter paintbrush. Explain the process of clarifying and exactly what that is to Kathy. I actually know what it is. Oh, you do? All right, go ahead, Kathy. You you separate, right? You separate the butter from... Yeah, you just yell at it until it separates. (laughs) Yeah, you just slowly, 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 slowly boil the butter until all of the milk solids and the liquid leave, boil away. And then you're remained with all the fat, like is, the clarified fat. Is there a difference between uh, clarified butter and drawn butter, like you would have for a lobster or whatever? Drawn butter is just melted butter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so it still has all of the milk solids in it. Hey, by gotcha. the way, are we going to set off the sprinklers? Yeah, in here? I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you had a fire drill earlier we today. So yeah. yeah. fire alarm went off. It's more steam than anything. Oh, all right. Not, okay. We'll set off the steam sprinklers. Where's that fan? Do we need a fan? That Rodney always talks about. He says there's one in here. Is it? What? In here. I'll oh, open the fan. door. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's steam. It's not smoke. We're good to go. Uh, Nick, don't does, Nick, no Nick, don't burn. We'll find out. Okay. I, do. <laughs> I do trip your electricity, though. Uh, let me see here. I'm looking. I'm, I'm using a, uh, a griddle that Casey brought in. Yes. Black and Decker. Nothing but the best. Is this the first time the griddle's been used? Ever. Wow. Yeah. A virgin griddle. Virgin griddle. And what were you going to use this for? Band name. Uh, fried bologna. Broke cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast. I've never had fried bologna either, so I wouldn't mind getting a little How are you snarf of that. Of Kathy? Yes. Oh, really? I don't know. Oh, we just lost power. <laughs> Wait, did we? Yes, we lost power. Uh, so There's so much cooking. My hair is going to smell like this. fuse over here or something like that. Um, All right. I didn't do anything. Are some more, there's some more outlets around. There you go. So. But, but yeah. you know what? They probably tripped, too. You know what? No, the green light's on. Just put your finger in to see if it's... Uh... <laughs> Anybody have a paper clip? There you go. There we go. All right. By the way, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Ben is off the air, but that's okay. (laughs) By the way, Steve, you pointed out something uh, really important in in Preston's ingredients. It's Italian bread. Yes. French's mustard and American cheese. Uh, Shall we sing We Are the World? We are going around (laughs) the world. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, Nick, I'll be providing the taste of Montreal. That's right. French's and American yeah, American, yeah, an American yeah, cheese. Yeah. yeah, right. What would bologna be? What? What? Uh, bologna is, I believe, it's Russian. Asian, German. <laughs> German? Bologna? No, it's, a, yeah, no, it's, it's Italian. Italian. It's an Italian, Italian. name. Right? Italian. Yeah. 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 yeah, the city is Bologna. We talked about that the other day. The origins of Bologna. You know, I would have done this at a bit of a higher temperature. It's not really. I'm, I'm hoping right. to get crispy too. I know you like All that, right. uh, Nick. 
Do you, right. Preston, do you toast your bread while, whilst doing this? No, the bread would not be toasted for okay. this particular sandwich. All right, so we have bread. two hot plates going, and uh, we have both doors open just in case. <laughs> if uh, you are a fan of other stations in the Beasley cluster, you might notice them going off air periodically as the power gets rerouted. It's, all right, there we go. Preston's whipped up the sandwich. It's... it's Hey Nick, what do you think of Preston's jobs? Preston does do a, a bit of cooking, and and he's he's uh, he does some good stuff. Does he seem to have some good kitchen chops? He's got the he's got the movements down. All right, a little bit lacking on the speed right now. But we're gonna we're gonna get there. <laughs> what about the use of plastic cutlery uh, over a hot plate? Is that a good Perfect. idea? Yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to. Do. Okay, Nick, I'll how long? Show do you... you they've been raging, uh, raving about my. Um, Edible grilled charcuterie board. All right. I'm sorry. Say that again. Edible sh- uh, grilled charcuterie board. It's I, I got it from Food Network, but I, I made it. Yeah. Grilled. As in Oedipus. And <laughs> on a uh, on a pan. See, now we're getting smoked. Yes. So, now yeah, you see, we got to be careful. Yeah. It's the last thing we want. Bill right, would be Bill very upset if the uh, studio gets flooded out. Well, I didn't have anything to do with this. They are open. They are open. They're open. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we're good. We're we need a fan. Somebody fan. We're going to get in trouble. <laughs> uh, is Bruce Beasley still in town? Yes. He was here yesterday. Yes. Didn't he sign off on this? Oh, he said yes, please. Right. Destroy the equipment if I, you can. I remember he said something about right. you guys can do whatever you want. Yeah, he said absolutely. Yeah. You guys are beyond reproach. That's right. All right, so Preston's making his sandwiches. Got a little caramelizing on here. All right. Uh, get it going. Preston looks butter. very nice. Only thing that's going to make it better is more butter. More butter's better is the uh, Montreal slogan. You look like you've been backing off the butter. You've lost some weight. You kind of been watching what you're eating these days. Yeah, um, I, I, you know, it's got to be being tough. a chef can be being difficult on your body. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Well, you're in, you're in solid shape, and that speaks to pork roll. The healing. Oh, look at now the egg cat. Could you do any of this? Look at this. See the way he handles those eggs. I can't go. get over the smell and that my hair and my clothes are going to smell. This is why I don't like. Honestly, this is why I don't like going to breakfast restaurants. Or because eating. you smell like breakfast. Because I smell like what they're cooking and okay. it grosses me out. All right. So but this, 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 looks this is why delicious. you'll never be a chef. <laughs> it's right. part Bologna of why sandwich. I hate cooking. Bologna sandwich is about done here, Nick. All right, I'm All right like Nick. Thirty seconds out. All right. Wow. Preston's oh, doing nicely. Nick's doing great, of course. Obviously, he has that flair that only a top chef can bring. <laughs> so, Steve, I don't know if you noticed, but Preston uh, had the two slices of bologna. I did notice, And yeah. then in between those two slices right. is where the American cheese went. Yes. Right. And that, now he's putting the French's mustard on, and uh, sandwich bread What's is the Italian is, bread. I think here, the mustard is the mustard farts, yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like Nick also to, to attempt us and get his culinary expertise besides you, Nick, of the two Nicks. We have the largest collection of Nicks in Ballack Inwood right now. So you and have two pieces of bologna and two pieces of cheese? Correct. Wow. Because cool, I got three right. and three. So. Okay. <laughs> You're going to top me. That actually looks you. pretty damn. <laughs> Thank you. Nick sandwich. Nick. Preston's comes up first. Grilled fried bologna. Nick McElwain opening his maw around the sandwich. He's never had bologna before. Ever. Chewing slowly, oh savoring, God. considering. Yeah. And oh my God was uttered. That's really Did good. It? Oh, yes. Yes. We got thumbs up. Dude, I love it. Yay. That's awesome. All right, I'm making I think extras. regular bologna in and of itself I on a sandwich myself. stinks. I think fried bologna, however, is excellent. Steve, I think you might like to try, excuse me, Preston style. The melted cheese. 
And the fried bologna sandwich within the sandwich yeah. makes it delightful. I Where's would that? say to people, there, consider fried bologna what sandwiches at home in a well-ventilated room. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look at this. Nick is really, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Chef Nick is, is really uh, taking the time to do this, right? Fried he, egg on top. Oh, he's amazing. Obviously, adding that flourish that distinguishes the sous chef from the full chef. All right, so is this for me to sample or for Casey? Because it's Casey's birthday. Well, Kate, what is, is it? What is it? All right, Casey. The other fried bologna sandwich. Casey, you need to try this. It's your birthday. Uh, okay. It's your birthday. Yep. All right, here we go. And Preston's almost done with his last fried bologna sandwich. Jesus, that, that looks bologna? fantastic. Like Presentation yeah. is so much, isn't it? Yeah, so Casey, that's the fried bologna that on the Nick Elmy. Grilled butter uh, brioche nah, bun. Pork roll. No, this is pork oh, roll. That's this, pork is, roll. Is, this is my birthday sandwich. My when apologies. you cook it, Nick, it becomes bologna. Oh, it's kind of like zucchini and uh, cucumber. <laughs> oh, there's mustard farts. Yep. Man, or queefs. <laughs> mustard queef. A sign of luxury. <laughs> All right. All right. Here I we go. All right. Am... I don't like mm. this. I'd like to. All right. Wow. Let's steal your griddle soon. Yeah. Got some serious. Uh... Well, right, he's so going I have, straight. I have extra sandwiches. I can cut these up if everybody Yeah, let's just let's cut them up, them. sample them. Yeah. Oh, let's give go. them to the Nick's station. Now using your grill, Casey. <laughs> Nick Elmy is cooking on my griddle. Yes. Oh my god. I you can't believe I never thought Nick Elmy would cook <laughs> on my griddle. 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 <laughs> Man, that's right. so good. Casey, what do you think? Um, butter knife, whatever. So and Casey's by the way, Nick Elmy's oh, yeah. now. Would you recommend that the fried bologna sandwich to me fried bologna was always a lunch or dinner, but would you consider it a, ba- a breakfast sandwich? No, no. <laughs> I mean, if you can't, well, like, yeah. we would have it for breakfast, yeah. you know, right. but for the average person, I would say no dice on it. All right, so wait, hang I'm on. Sorry. What is this Um, what is this sauce on there? There's a green tomato ketchup. Oh, my God, it's delicious. Yeah. All right. So what's the difference between pork roll and bologna? Does anybody have that answer? Good question. Like, That's why I, I was know. confused. Yeah. Do you know? I don't know why pork roll is a, is a breakfast meat and then bologna is not. Yeah. Why do they say schedule and schedule, mm. right? Um, How's the taste, Case? This is so good. Yeah. This is, um, I'm sure everybody listening this is loves it. I know, people love hating, hearing, they hate hearing people eat, but, you know, tis what it That's is. That's why we canceled the all-eating show yeah. on the weekends. Um, so Kathy's have, a big fan. Kathy, you want to try the bologna? Come uh, on. I will not. Uh, no. She's, Thank you. She seems into Lombard. it, Preston. No, I don't think I've ever had pork roll. Uh, no thanks. And I did have bologna as a kid, but. Wait, uh, do you like bacon? You want to try a bite of it? All right, I'll try a food. Thank you. Oh, dear God. I mean, look at it. He's prepared. He's forcing me into He slaved all day over Whatever a hot plate. Steve, Steve, have a bite as right. well. I, I will like have a bite me. because I have not had this since I was a kid. Mm. All right. Here you go. All right. I'll let you guys go first. Mm. You won't hurt my feelings. No. Anything like that, except Kathy Mike. I mean, she's just she's, on purpose. She's, she's, so, <laughs> she's so cruel. Yeah, but I want your honest truth. Do you like mustard, first of all? Mm, yes, I love mustard. Okay. I only do fried bologna with mustard. Okay. Preston, what do you think? This is an exemplary. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's good. It's, it's good. good. All it, right. It not I'll only is it excellent, it's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's, yeah. Tapped into that part of your brain, too. Yeah, you okay. can use that for an, an ad campaign. <laughs> Preston's fried bologna. I would like to try some fried bologna. I've never had, I've had bologna. I've never had fried bologna. Here. I got one for and you. you right heard here, from Nick Elmine. Yeah. Happy birthday, Super Chef. <laughs> that bologna is not to be dismissed. That's right. Okay. Does frying right. it do anything to the flavor? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I think so. Yeah, most definitely. Most deaf. Make I like how you uh, 
express and how you cut it diagonally, too. Uh, okay, thanks, so yeah. It's yeah. nice. Yeah, that's the only, nice, way to, only way to cut a sandwich. It's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cut a little piece off for Nick Elmy, too. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Well, we need... we Sorry. We need an actual... A real critical chef's palate to just... I, I happen to think this is a tremendous fried bologna sandwich. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I do what I can I, with what I have to work with. I'm just a man. I'm just a man, and I can't... I'm not a miracle worker. No, like Nick no. Elmi. Uh, By so, the way, uh, who makes incredible salmon toast. Uh, yes. <laughs> So the sandwiches are uh, Nick is still working on those. Are, are we all getting one? Or um, well, we is it your birthday? Know. No, think... it's not. But <laughs> how much ventilation do we have? But you, yes, yeah, right. you know, maybe, maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should tempt fate. I can go back to the restaurant and whip them up real quick. No, I suffered a major fire this morning. Fried pork. All right, there we go. All right, we're doing good now. Give Nick that slice of my sandwich and. Let's see if it brings back some memories. So, Nick, him. do you do any? Uh, do you do a lot of cooking at home when you're? Uh, I mean, do you, do you cook for yourself at home, or are you just so cooked out by the time you get mm. home? I am. And yeah, I do. I usually uh-huh. get kind of like slowly moved into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> like, what What does your wife make that that you love? Because a lot of times we talk to all the chefs when they talk about you know what they eat at home. Is there something she makes that you? Ask her to make because she makes it so well. We have we have uh, nine and eleven year olds, so she keeps it relatively healthy. A lot of just like okay. grilled meat, grilled veggies, and stuff like that. But she does make a superb chicken parm. Ah. Like hands down, my favorite chicken. Chicken parm parm's a whole really? really? oh. yeah. wow. That is like my special request. Like it's my birthday. Can I have the day off? And can you please <laughs> make that's great? Yes. Yeah. Because wow. but you and you talked about your love of what you do, but I mean, still, it's like the the guy who works at the pizza place. You yeah. know, do, do you get so sick my, of it? Yeah, my, one of my favorite dishes. Like, you know, there I, you go. I like, I'm like a, I'm a junker. Yeah, yeah. that's why I like, okay work out so much is so I, I can't eat crap. So you can't right. eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you think, of my? Uh... I like how frying the bologna like intensifies. There you the go. Flavor of the bologna. Yep. Like it like solidifies. It's good. But you go with better quality bologna, probably, right? Yeah, as um, opposed to Oscar Mayer. No, no, that's that that is the standard. Is All Oscar right, Meyer. I love it. And they have their own truck. What are you talking right. about? Right, <laughs> the Wienermobile. Oh, for crying out loud! Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, I feel uh, I feel oh. happy. It's excellent, excellent, excellent. Do right. you so, happen to have any? And this isn't for me. Any other um, prepared pork roll over there? Right here. Can Kathy have just one sliver? One sliver of it. That's going to make my stomach hurt. I know. Does pork uh, mess with your stomach? It gives her stinky BMs. No, I just don't like it. It, It'll upset. If I eat something I don't like, it upsets my stomach. Really? Yeah. She just wants a. uh, He wants a. Casey wants her to have a little sliver of pork roll. Oh, of the pork roll. Just pork roll, yeah. Which, by the way, is that. uh, It's safe to eat, right? Yeah. No, I'll just take a, you don't have to cook another one. I'll you take a sliver. Right. So just, look at that. It was years and years ago. I was talking about the tasty clear pie with, uh, with Kathy and she had never had one before. Um, and I made her try one and she loved it. Now, what she, wait, wait, what? The, the tasty Claire, I remember these things, Kathy. What is tasty? Was that a tasty cake? That's it's what I a call tasty my wife. cake. It's, it's basically an eclair pie. Okay. Uh, that tasty cake makes. No, there's no way I like that. You loved it. I don't believe. You. I so the the roast pork sandwich is on the on the menu. Yeah, the iron worker yeah. is on the is on the menu. Yeah, it, it is a hearty looking sandwich. Nice. I mean, if you really want to give me a birthday present, you could just name it the Casey Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Boy. <laughs> Our chef the other day said, "Why didn't we name this Miami Vice?" My Miami, Miami Vice. Okay. Perfect. That's better than like, Casey wait, Boy. I feel stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you already print the menus? Yeah, it was already all done. Miami Vice. <laughs> I love it, man. Kathy's trying a little pork roll. What do you think? What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean it's it's all right. Man. I, I wouldn't. I would never order. I'd love to see never... your restaurant show. Right. What, yeah. what do we say? Your restaurant show? Well, that sucked. That sucked. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> well, that sucked. Listen, I just had a conversation with um, Kevin Gunn yesterday right. about. He's a very picky eater as well, and how we grew up with um, Irish mothers who cooked yeah. very bland chicken and rice. That mm-hmm. was dinner, chicken yeah. po- chicken and potatoes. And I th- Nick's raising just, his hand as well. That's, that's how I grew up. Like, well done salmon, boiled potatoes, like, well done. It wasn't. Uh, so Let I'm not an adventurous you. eater at all. Yeah. Well, is, uh, is the much maligned British and Irish cooking, is it, has it taken a turn for the better over the past couple of decades? Yeah, I think, I think food... Overall, in general, it's taking the turn for the better because there's more information out there. So right. people know what's good and what's not good. Because when we were in, in uh, England a little while ago, I was like, you know, I, I, there's I had some, some good meals. Rocking restaurants. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, but like the standard classic recipes are throw everything in a pot and boil the crap <laughs> yeah. out of it. That's true. But my, true. My, yeah. my, hands down, my favorite dessert I ever had was in London. It's a, like a banoffee or banoffee pie or something like that. I've never had anything as good as that. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever had wait, it? Wait, wait. What about the Disney World one that you rave about? That's not a dessert. That's ice cream. That was- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eating something. Eat, just eating in Disney World is a dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's actually medicine. Le Artisan Glace. Um, right. okay. It is in France in Epcot, and they do a... Um, <laughs> Um, it's in France, it's, it's, but in Epcot. It's an ice cream. It's an ice cream sandwich, but made with uh, was it brioche? Yeah, sweet brioche. And they they uh, press it. They have like a seal that goes around it, and it and it presses the ice cream inside of the bread. Okay, and you can add like some you know some chocolate syrup or something like that. It was it was pretty damn good. It was yeah, pretty unique. Ass. I still owe my kids another trip down to Disney World, and usually it's followed by a lot of... <laughs> Look at this. Stomach stomach aches and a lot of what? A lot of stomach aches. And <laughs> yeah. Right. Typically, the food down there is not. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But this particular place, I think if you go to Epcot, maybe they, they have a, a little few little corners where there's some good food that you can actually grab. This was... Casey's Casey's idea was uh, we we would find a fat person and ask him where the best food was, <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she pointed us to this. Yeah. She was right. Yeah, I we mean, wanted ice cream, yeah, and really? um, so and and um, in Epcot, when you go to each particular country, the people that are from that country work in that place. So everybody that works at Le Artisan Glace. Um, We're French. They're, they're French. From yep. Newark. Yes. They're from Newark, New Jersey. Yeah. Wow. So this breakfast sandwich that Nick Elmy made for us is fantastic. It's I'm going to have whatever Kathy's not going to eat. Yeah, I already had a couple <laughs> bites. <laughs> That's okay. You already had a couple <laughs> bites of that? Yeah. Uh, so, because I want some. Look at it. Savor it. Preston, get, get a chomp on that. And, uh, and Nick, what, what's the ETA for the restaurant you have opening in the Marriott? Uh, so so the, both restaurants are in that, the uh, right. Pencoid Ironworks down there. Right. Um, First one being the Landing Kitchen, Lark, which is going to be a Mediterranean seafood restaurant. Ooh, I we love went that. From saying early summer, uh, and then we started saying summer, and now we're going to say late summer. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right, but that's, that's what it, happens during same, a pandemic. Yeah. Same location down here. Same right? location. At the it's, just, it's on the it's on the seventh floor. So okay. we have a, a huge roof deck that we're going to have. Oh, uh, nice! Wow. Relatively large bar overlooking uh, the river and everything. Overlooking the river. It's great. Nice pasta section on the menu. I'm excited to cook pasta again. Yeah, I've done that for dude. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. I love what they're doing down there. It's about yeah. time. It's been so you know many what? unexploited areas that have been yep. screaming for something. It is really cool, and you would never guess that this little place, uh, you know, you go down this windy little road all the way down to the river from, from Bella Kenwood, and it used to be nothing other than yeah. the Aquatic Fitness Center there, and, and now, now they've got the, the the hotel and, you know, the restaurant, obviously the, the landing kitchen, uh, anything that Nick touches, you know, helps 
create some excitement in the area. Outdoor outdoor uh, seating. Yes. And, and, and there's a, like an outdoor, uh, there's an ice cream place that's uh, in, right? Yeah, we in? have a, our shed should be open by mid-July where we'll have soft serve ice cream and pretzels and cocktails and, and stuff like that. Um, we're you got to go down. In, like a nine-foot screen. TV, so we can have family movie nights. We just oh, finished nice. building our bocce court outside, which is nice. It's so, so cool. You can drink and play cornhole and bocce and Foursquare and stuff like that. And you can walk on the bridge right across to Main Street Manium. Yeah. yeah. I love that you've done this because, I mean, Laurel, an amazing restaurant, and I've eaten there. It's a little hoity-toity for a lot of people. You know what I mean? And I don't mean yeah. that as a bad thing. I mean, you know, as far as spending money goes... Uh, it's it's a it's a unique uh, experience, no question, and it's top level food as big as you can get. But this is a little more affordable. Uh, it's a little more consumable uh, for the average person, and so I'm glad you're you're branching out yeah, into that. Yeah, more territory. of an everyday yeah. situation. Laurel's certainly a special occasion restaurant, right? Right, and which is great because people have a lot of pent up special occasions. Yeah, yeah so, so you bet your ass. Every night for us right now is like. Hey, I graduated last year. <laughs> right, our, right. An, yeah. our anniversary was in February. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so we're happy that people are out celebrating. We, right we just did awesome. a make good broadcast for Subaru from 2019. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right, well, cool. Excellent. Well, we're going we're gonna to continue to consume what uh, Nick has brought to us here on behalf of Casey's birthday. Happy birthday, Casey! Yay! Thanks a bunch, Nick Elmer. You're the best. We appreciate it. Kara, thanks for coming by and helping out. And uh, make sure you go to the Landing Kitchen in Bala Kenwood and Laurel for those special occasions. And we'll keep you. We'll let you know what's going on with Nick and, yes. and all Thank he continues to do. Thank you very much. Nick Elmer, guys. Yeah. Hey. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Alec Baldwin will be on the show. Robert Irvine. Do you know Robert Irvine, Nick? Uh, Nick Elmy? Yeah, of course I know. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, he's going to be on in a little bit, too. So, yeah, he is jacked. jacked. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Contest. Secret contest. Oh, that's right. Podcast contests are back. But we're going to do it a little differently now. Go to WMMR.com and type the word secret into the search bar. You'll see Preston and Steve's secret contest pop up. Click that and that's where you can enter to win this week's secret contest prize. Passes to the virtual advanced screening of Amazon Studios' new action sci-fi film, The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. It's a virtual screening, but it's this Thursday, July 1st. So if you want to enter, you got to do it right now. Go to WMMR.com, keyword secret, to get yourself in the running. Good luck, podcasters, and thanks for listening. Contest. Secret contest. By the way, I had that, uh, when we were in the break, I had the other half of Kathy's sandwich. What'd you think? It was fan-freaking-tastic. Oh, my God. There's just something that, though, you know, like like Nick Elmy and, you know, like real chefs. And it's real, just another level. You just know, and, and it is it is the science and chemistry yeah. of the food pairings. What? Why does this taste good with this? Well, yeah. that, like, would never be something I would eat, but, like, even the bread was so good that it, mm-hmm. like, almost whatever was inside yeah. was fine, too, was tasting yeah. good, too. Quality of ingredients, I'll tell you too is a big big part of that if you can and, and when you get to that level you know where to find right the proper produce and the, and the great baked goods or they make their own baked goods of I'm, course you he know? was talking about going up to montreal for berry season and it's because the berries are ripe at that time of year in august and so that means something to somebody like nick you know whereas mm-hmm. we're like oh it's august in montreal you know it's like that thought doesn't occur to us but for him it's like there's a reason to go to montreal you have to go because i'm going to get the fresh berries and the berries that i want for my things once right. a year i used to go down to dc for marion berry season and, oh yeah uh, uh, the crack was it's mostly so cracks. Oh, yeah. Fresh, yeah. It was yeah. fresh. Smell the lime, it. really. Right down the the uh, the street. Wow. All right. Well, listen. Um, we have coming up in a little bit Alec Baldwin. Then we have another chef, a good friend of ours, Robert Irvine, on the program. Uh, but in the meantime, there were a couple things I noticed. Oh! 
that might be worth mentioning. Uh, this gentleman's the return of the noticer. He's ready to notice things like nobody's business. Fueled with the power of pork, he can take it all. <laughs> oh, he's putting his mask on. Yeah. The I mean, I put, the, I put the chef hat on for the connoisseur. <laughs> might as well put the... Uh, yeah, oh, you got the glasses. glasses on. Does that screw you up, though? Um, can you put your glasses on over your mask? Fortunately, I think I've enlarged right. the print type on my... Uh, the font on my, my stories here. So if not, I'll put the glasses over the mask. Oh, yeah. No, then he'll stretch them out. <laughs> no, it won't. These I, I should have gotten rid of these yeah. like a year ago. And, and my wife is dragging her feet. That's what I needed wait, a reminder wait, wait. about. Yeah. How about glasses? Your wife is dragging her feet about your glasses? If the insurance isn't covering it. I don't know how insurance works. Don't you go to work every day? I don't know. That stuff's too confusing for me. Yeah, what about somebody else? I just pay for it. Yes. The magical eyeglass, man. Yeah. Okay. I love that it's your wife's fault that you don't have new glasses. <laughs> Anyway. It's way easier to blame somebody <laughs> else, Kathy. Yeah. 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 And have you ever had to, because like, I don't have prescription sunglasses, you wear two two pairs of glasses, your glasses, and then your sunglasses over them? I have, yes. but only when reading. But why would I read with my sunglasses on? I don't know. <laughs> well, you're on the beach. can't see without his glasses. All right, so I'm going to start. Uh, I noticed this story. Um, a gentleman, a young man, I should say, by the name of Abhimanyu Mishra is now the world's youngest chess grandmaster. No yeah. kidding. He's from New Jersey. He's 12 years old. Wow. 12 years old, four months and 25 days. It's important to to have that distinction because the other youngest one was 12 years and seven months old. Oh. So he is the new youngest grandmaster. Uh, he broke uh, Sergei Karjakin's 19-year-old record with a third norm in Budapest on Wednesday. Now, I had to look up what a norm is. Norm right. is a, is a it term has to do with cheers. In chess, it has nothing to do norm. with cheers. Um, a norm is a high level of performance in a, an official tournament. So he, excuse me, I think you need at least three of those to be considered a grandmaster. And then three norms equals a cliff. And then, <laughs> then I think there's there might be a governing body who then awards you with this title. Uh, so anyhow, uh, he is... Uh, Karjakan, by the way, who was a world uh, challenger, world championship challenger to Magnus Carlsen in 2016, had earned his GM title at 12 years and seven months. So in the chase for the Grandmaster title, uh, Abhimanyu uh, and his father <clears throat> have been campaign- camping in Budapest since April this year. He earned two norms over two months, and his final norm arrived with a win over Indian uh, Grandmaster Leon Mendonka. Uh, with black pieces at the Vezkersbo uh, Grandmaster Mix on Wednesday, and what was his final tournament opportunity? So uh, the, the, it's it's not simply the speed of the win, but the the execution of the various maneuvers and responses, and, and all of that together, and who your opponent is, right. I believe, and and yeah, things like that. So yes, yeah, Steve, you know maybe the the, the certain, general play, the uh, tactics that yeah. you use. So before he travels, and, the, and then he's off to Sochi for the uh, Fide World Cup. Okay, so when they do the clock thing, right, and we all right. watch the Queen's Gambit, mm-hmm. uh, why do they do that? How like, does that? Yeah, yeah. How does that factor into you know? Because you either win or you don't, right? But I don't, I'm, Casey. I'm not sure what the time. It's so you know your fries are up. Ah. I'm not sure what the what oh, the wait is that you mean the hitting of that thing? Yeah, it's it's a clock. It's and a it, move. It lets you know how much time you've spent thinking about your move to when you execute your move. But don't you have a certain amount of time? That I don't know. Um, I, I thought that's what it was for. I'm not sure. Uh, it says here so the chess clocks are used in chess and other two player games where the players move in turn. The purpose is to keep track of total time each player takes for their own moves. 
and ensure that neither player overly delays the game. Right. So, okay. yeah, but That's what, why they switched from sundials, because it was right. taking far too long. Yeah, but okay, so what happens if you run out of time? Yeah, I don't know how they penalize you, Case. I'm not sure. By the way, for the Grandmaster title, a player must score three uh, Grandmaster norms and uh, touch an ELO rating of 2,500 and above. So ELO figures into this, the band. Yes, mm-hmm. so yes, you have to, you know, Bruce. Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, no, so Jeff Lynn is underrated. I mean, we can all agree. Yes. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, ELO, by the way, is a rating system. Oh, I see. Okay, um, like and Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes, the BTO scale. Uh, <laughs> like the, if you are at, if you're exceeded the limit of the game, you're now in Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yes, <laughs> not to be concerned with the BOC. No, that's the Blue B- Oyster Cult scale. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, so the norms and can, then BTS, can, which is the newer version, uh, can be awarded only in tournaments where at least fifty percent of the opponents are title holders and at least one third of them are. Grandmaster, so that's how they can decide that. <laughs> now we're into real heavy play. Mm-hmm. I would uh, <clears throat> consider myself a below-average chess player, although I really do like it. Uh, but I tried one time, once, speed chess. And uh, you might as well have just... Um, I, I don't even know why I bother trying. <laughs> it, it, there, was, there was no way my brain could process anything that was happening that fast. Here's me trying to play speed chess. Okay, so... The knight goes one up and two over, yeah, yeah. or is it two up and one? Oh, it's either one. Right. Okay. And now you're six minutes behind. Now I'll behind. do that. Yeah. You have to be to a level of reflexive play where uh, that 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 is such a, a, a just muscle memory thing for you, the, the movement of the pieces that you can just go. Because you see them, they go bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Board to board to board to board. The sequences in, in Queen's Gambit when they're playing speed chess is yeah. crazy. And they're And real. they're doing actual yeah. moves. Yeah. They're not making that crap up. Man. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, which which one goes on their own color, the queen or the king? The queen. Oh, when setting it up? Yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I okay. still don't sure. know how to play chess. Nick, weren't you supposed to teach me or Ben was going to teach me? Uh, Ben's probably a better teacher, but yeah, come over, bring wine, and we'll play. Yeah. Okay. For Ben. <laughs> I don't go anywhere with that. All right, wine. so he's 12 years old, and he is the youngest grandchild. It's amazing. Uh, I noticed something else, and this will speak more to Kathy because it has to do with fashion. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're not going to believe it. But jorts are in style. Jorts, yes, <laughs> jean shorts have come back in style. Uh, now women, I know I know women that women men? have played, you know, wear wear cutoffs and so on, and they they right. and they look fine that way. But this is not that. These are the old. I never liked jorts. Jorts and for men, Kathy, okay. uh, they're coming back into style. So this is according one of the things uh, Janine so Janine Chilton Faust, who is the global VP of Men's Design at Levi, said jean shorts are definitely making a comeback for summer 2021. Wow, I used to wear them all the time. Because uh, they were they were in when I was wearing them. It's what did you wore. did you mod regular jeans into jorts or did you get pre done jorts? I, I bought ones that were that had you know hems on them, right? And, right, and everything. right. So I no, I did not make my own jorts. We used to make our own cutoffs when right. I was a kid, uh, but jorts were a little bit longer. Uh, so jean shorts are in a range from uh, of fits from slim to baggy. Currently, the youth leaning retailer ASOS, I guess that's how you say it, ASOS, oh. sells over 200 styles of men's jean shorts online for as low as 10 bucks. You guys are a bunch of ASOS. <laughs> Store-bought jorts, as opposed to the homemade ones, can be either uh, cleanly hemmed or tattered and frayed yeah. in the style of traditional cutoffs. If splurging on it uh, on the ladder is in the cards, <laughs> consider eight hundred and fifty dollars for gla- gray black pair from French hothouse Saint Laurent, oh, or uh, five hundred ninety five dollars with with a blue pair from um, a pleaked skeleton bones 
running up the side from Japanese label Capital. Could you imagine dropping 600 bucks on a pair of jorts? No. <laughs> Come on. That's insane. Uh, so they're low in uh, they're low in stock on E Taylor uh, Mr Porter right now as well so you can act fast and get them there. Uh, Hand up gloves an outdoor gear company in Chattanooga Tennessee sells forty dollar ish jorts that apparently fly off the shelves. Huh? So they're coming back into into style. What about jugs? Jean gloves? Jean gloves? <laughs> I like yeah. that. Jocks. <laughs> um, I don't think I'm going to buy any jorts. No, I find that they're I, you, they're very sweaty. I don't hmm. like that. Okay. Yeah, I, they don't breathe like the, the lot any of any sort of jean. Like, yeah, right. denim? I agree with that. Any sort yes. of denim, like I, I, I don't get it. Especially since you assume you're wearing it in warmer weather. Kathy, okay. just for shorts or yeah, for, like for shorts. For okay. like, I, I need something a little like you said, Steve, a little more airy, a little more lightweight. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, watch for them. Apparently, that's what the forecasters are saying. <laughs> Wait, and they have they have denim mittens and gloves. denim mittens. They have them. Upcycle denim mittens from Etsy, forty one dollars. They're fingerless and denim diva glove by Lymphadivas. They're only hundred and twenty. All right. Uh, I noticed uh, yesterday. Kathy sent a text to us as we were leaving our meeting, and it just said, "What the f." Were you talking about traffic? No, no, no. no. I sent the link to Cosby. Oh, I didn't <laughs> see that part of it. Yeah. Because I hit I hit traffic on the on the expressway on the way home yesterday, and I thought that's what you were texting about. Oh, so, well, okay. no, that's always bad. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, Los Angeles area traffic is no longer the nation's worst, according to a report. Oh, right. I saw this. Yeah. No, it's not. No. Philly's not in the top five. Huh. Uh, the Texas A and M Transportation Institute says in the past the Los Angeles area was considered home to the nation's worst vehicular traffic. Still pretty horrendous. But for 2020, the new title holder is New York City, uh, Newark, New Jer- Newark, New Jersey region. Uh, Los Angeles didn't even finish second. Instead, it tied for fourth place with San Francisco, the San Francisco, Oakland area. Boston was second. I could see that. Well, Boston's had it. That, that's why they built the uh, they did the, the big dig to put so much of the um, the road action underground. And even with all that, it still sucks. And it's an old city like Philadelphia, yes. like New York. And, you're, le- and- you're left with there's certain places you just can't build out to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Houston came in third. Um, the U.S. metro areas were ranked by how many total hours drivers were delayed over the course of the year of 2020. Oh. New York City, New York uh, drivers were delayed 56 hours. <laughs> Preston, I think that year. years ago, years ago, the, the unrelenting misery, especially when I was doing stand-up comedy, going to the worst freaking rush hours in every state in the Union, and uh, still, New York, even back then, was just a god-awful nightmare. The the Belt Parkway and, and this area that they're talking about in particular, when you cross over and you're heading towards Newark, New Jersey, it's just, it, you just want to, you're afraid you won't die. <laughs> um, yes, our, uh, last week I said to Steve on Friday, I go, I, I'm going to go pick up Jace from camp. I said, and we're heading to Long Island. And he goes, why the F would you do that? <laughs> I go, well, my family's still there. He's like, looked at me like, yeah. <laughs> Have them come down. And Steve, I, I almost sent you a picture because yeah. I, I actually got through uh, Newark pretty, it All was right. okay through there. Step one cleared. Yep. <laughs> went over the Gothels Bridge, went Step over two. the Verrazano Bridge, a little traffic there, but not bad. Staten we're, Island was okay? We're doing, yes, doing right. okay. We're doing That's okay. That's a miracle. And then you did the, the second you get on the Belt Parkway, Steve, it was stopped i mean completely stopped it took it i got so quick to the belt parkway and then the trip overall from the belt yeah. parkway to uh where i was going point lookout i 
in total, it took me three and a half hours. You need to understand how poorly designed, how horrendous... Where you have concrete dividers on straight l- stretches of road that are marked up from cars colliding with them. I think one of the basic skills of driving is to keep the car straight. Uh, people can't do that. And then at one point on that wonderful Bell Parkway, it crosses over a drawbridge. A drawbridge. <laughs> and if the drawbridge shuts down so Manny can take his, his schooner out, uh, the entire city comes right, to a halt. Right, <laughs> right, right. That is ridiculous. All right, so it's not L.A. anymore. It's New York. Bad traffic. You already know this, probably. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'm going to I'm gonna uh, kind of uh, piggyback on that. It doesn't have to do with traffic, but it is a survey, and somebody texted and reminded me of it. And I saw it this morning. It was a study on the biggest drinking states. But it was a, it was a slideshow, and I didn't want to go through no, all 50. I, I hate slideshows. If I would have just had a list, I would have brought it out for you guys. But... But one notable thing, I think Rhode Island was number one. Wow. On the list, Nick. If you, Interesting. But number, number three, Delaware. For biggest drinking states. Yes, biggest drinking states. Well, all that money they save on the tax-free shopping. And unfortunately, I didn't see what their parameters were that they used for it. If it was per capita, or it would have to be. It's Delaware. I mean, come on, it's small. And if Rhode Island is number one... So no, it's it's a it's a complex about how tiny their states are. They, <laughs> it's got to be they it. Have to overcompensate mm-hmm. by drinking, uh, getting so tanked up. Nick just pulled up. I'm not sure. No, is this, it's this per capita? This is a list that's per capita. Uh, the site got, is called Drinkenstein. Well, it's got um, yeah. um, Delaware and uh, New Hampshire on the list. Uh, although I'm actually kind of surprised that um, Alaska is a number one per capita because you know, people drink there out of misery. Nick, I think you're right. I think it was New Hampshire, not Rhode Island. Okay. And they call him drinking Stein. Okay. All right. You can only handle so much drinking. Alaska, though, you, because also people suffer from that. Um, the the time displacement the yep. um, yeah, uh, that throws them off and ins- they they is an issue yes. yeah oh here we go yeah so New Hampshire's number one then, then DC is number two uh, Delaware is third I'm are gonna, we in the top and, well Nick's going to scroll down a little bit and I'll see if I can find Pennsylvania and New Jersey but it it goes down hmm. a little ways twenty nine Pennsylvania's twenty nine okay well that's actually fairly respectable and, and Jersey is uh, twenty seven Michigan I would have okay. figured since we're such a college town. That yeah. you would have uh, a little yeah. bit higher placement. Yeah, and the amount of breweries that are you here. Utah's last, right? <clears throat> no, actually, I was surprised. Wait, no, it is. I'm sorry, okay. Casey. I, uh, Utah's I had, third. <laughs> I had seen West Virginia, and I thought that that was the last one. Yeah, Utah. Yeah, it always ranks there. Oh, the Mormon their thing, man. Very, very strict about it. I would um, like to go to Alaska when it's 24 hours light. It is pretty wild. Well, I was it, in I was in Sweden when it was when it, uh, when it was light all the time. And um, how was it? Did it mess you up? We were at a bar and they were, were were sitting outside drinking, and then they come over and they say, "All right, we're closing up." And we're like, "What do you mean you're closing up?" And they were like, "It's almost midnight. You know, we're, we're shutting down." And we were like, "You've got to be kidding me!" It was so wild. Yeah. I took a picture of us. I'm holding up my watch. And time. you can see that it says midnight, and, and it's, it's completely wild. light outside. So yeah. I was in a northern part of Alaska, and it was more like dusk. So you you were it it, it was never like you know it was um, fully right light right, out. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there are spots above the Arctic Circle where it's the midnight sun. They call it right. It's, yep. The sun never yep. goes below the horizon. It gets really really low, but it never goes all the way down. Right. Yep. It is pretty wild. There's got to be a time uh, where the sun and the moon will. Set and rise at the same exact time or close enough. Do you know what I mean? Where the the sun? Uh, yeah, you you just can't probably see both of them at the same time because the the sun would often 
block out the ability to see the moon. But yeah, I, I'm sure that that happens. Would it be more beneficial for the sun to be setting and the moon to be rising, or the other way around? Make a proposal for, for you to. Uh, you know, I'm gonna send the sun an I'll, email. I'll reach out to the council. <laughs> All right. This letter comes from Casey. And he writes. <laughs> Dear son, it would probably be more beneficial if you rose when the moon was going down. Dear son, sounds like you're writing to your your you know your offspring. Your son, your offspring. All right, um, it is almost nine thirty. I can notice one more thing. One more thing to notice, and I better notice something that is timely. So, uh, the fourth of July this Sunday, Casey's birthday. Yeah, and you should be extra careful with your cell phone because. Uh, technology care company Azurian says the 4th is the most dangerous day for cell phones. What do you mean? Uh, they that <laughs> they people, get assaulted. Pe- no, they get damaged. They get lost. Yeah. They get dropped in the water. Okay. Uh, the 4th of July, it happens more than than <laughs> anywhere else uh, than uh, on any other day. So they recommend you do a few things. Uh, use a floating waterproof case to, yeah. avoid, to avoid water damage. Uh, store it in a safe location while celebrating... Oh, these are all ingenious. These, these tips. And keep your phone out of direct sunlight. I know, Kathy hates These are great. These are great ideas. So Can it you say overheat. them again, but slower? No. Uh, if your no. phone does happen to overheat, you should uh, move it out of the sun oh. and let it cool off. So when it gets too hot, yeah. it stops working. Yes. Because I keep my, my phone on a hot plate in the middle of the yard. Yeah, so and you can't I, do that. And yeah. I swear to God, it says it here, do not put it in the freezer. Oh, mm. okay. okay. Well, if you want to do some cold calls. Yeah. <laughs> so Chuck recently yes. washed his phone by accident, uh, and he said it was, like, submerged underwater for a while, and yeah. it, it, he had zero issues with it afterwards. Okay. Yeah. I yeah, actually, my my cat knocked my phone off the uh, the table on, uh, and and I have a good cover on it, but it cracks. So I, I'm waiting till after like the fourth and everything. It, yeah. it works. I can see everything, but I'm going to replace the screen on the other side just in case. Look, I got a brand new phone, um, and thank God I put the protector yeah. screen on it. I don't know what happened. I didn't drop it. I right. didn't hit it. But the whole the screen um, or the protector screen is shattered. That's effed up. Yeah. I don't right. remember. Dead. There is that place in Maniunk that I go to. They're, they're actually well, very it's, good. It's not the actual iPhone screen. It's just, so I think I can peel the protector off and right. just get another one. That's I guess. a crappy I've protector. S- I've gotten so lucky. I've never cracked a screen once, and I know that saying that no, is probably going to yeah. now commit me to doing oh. it this weekend, but I've, I've, I dropped my phone the other day. And anytime I ever drop my phone, it just happens to land in the right way and doesn't hit something to crack my screen. I've gotten so lucky. That's exactly the first time I ever had my screen cracked, Preston, was I think I just told someone mm-hmm. I never had that issue. Should I just break it right now? Just yeah, get just it smash out of the way. it. Just get out of the way. Because we know it's coming at some point in the very near future. All right. Uh, it's looking like Marissa's getting our guest on the line. Is it now or do you have a moment, Marissa? Mm, this is not the Alec Baldwin guest. It's our other guest. Ah, okay. All right. Well, then... Um, We'll hang, we'll, we'll, uh, let me see. I can probably notice one hang more thing. Hang tough. Okay. Ooh, hang well, tough. It is 9.32. Wow. <laughs> we, we just had a uh, new kids on new the kids block, on the block yeah. moment there, did we not? Um, let me see. What's something I can bring up real quick? Oh, yeah. You know what? I may as well. Yeah. What's it going to be, boy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the woman who caused that pileup of cyclists yes. at the Tour de France is reportedly in French police custody. Ah. Uh. Uh, she was arrested in uh, Lendernau in western France, where the race's first stage began on Saturday. Authorities were confident in their efforts to locate the suspect. Uh, and the prosecutor said after the call for witness, which was launched in the evening, several testimonies were taken. 
And uh, they said you have to cross-check them. you got to check them out. So uh, it was reported. There were tons of cameras on her. Earlier Sunday that the woman was missing, which may have relied on a mistranslation of the French language news story. But police sought the woman, uh, who could be German, after she obstructed the raceway. Uh, the cardboard sign had said, Alez Opi Omi. Uh, which is like, uh, hi, grandma. Hi, grandma. Hi, grandma. <laughs> hi, grandma. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. You see, they announced this morning that they're not going to press charges. No. Yeah. no. Really? Okay. Yeah. They are going to euthanize your grandmother. Oh, I wow. had heard that they may try to sue her. Is that completely, they're, they're dropping everything? She's going to avoid prosecution, and they're not going to press charges, yeah. Okay, because uh, the uh, Tour de France deputy director, Pierre-Yves Thoreau, Fife. or Thal, or whatever his name is, said, we are suing this woman who believes so behaves so badly we are doing this so that the tiny minority of people who do this don't spoil the show for everyone. So, Marissa, hotline. Mm. We got uh, Mr. Baldwin. I will see. Uh, is anybody in there? Uh, there she's right there. Okay. Is there right. anybody in there? I couldn't, I couldn't see anybody. I want to make sure that we get him on because we have uh, Robert is on hold. Yes. And uh, we're going we go to go five him minutes. And just oh, I know. I know. I'm really bummed out about that. In fact, I'm going to mention that as soon as we yes. uh, get him in. Bring him on here, but uh, and we will do some uh, some giveaways for nice. what he is promoting, which we're very excited about. Yep, exactly. So I'm just waiting for him to go on hold. I see his name on the screen, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for him. Oh, he just disappeared. Oh, we lost him. There we go. Oh. There we go. So that was it. That was our time. Man, that really was amazing. He is worthless, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Uh, so you know what we'll do is we'll just go ahead and give away some uh, screening passes. By the oh. way, we have uh, actually they're Fandango passes uh, to see DreamWorks Animation, The Boss Baby, Family Business with Alec Baldwin, Jeff Goldblum, Ariana Greenblatt, Jimmy Kimmel, Lisa Kudrow, Eva Longoria. I'm reading more names to kill some time here. James Marsden <laughs> nice. and Amy Sedaris. Cecily Tyson. Rated PG. In Robert theaters, Guillaume. Streaming on Peacock Friday. Is Robert Guillaume dead? He is dead. Oh, That's man. what makes it such a special get. Yeah. His final role <laughs> in Boss Baby Boss 2. Baby 2. I actually thought Boss Baby 1 was a lot of fun. And I did it on your recommendation, Nick. I think you'd seen it. Yeah. And I watched it, and it is a sharper, funnier movie than I would have yeah. imagined. I mean, sometimes you go into those movies and you realize, wait, this is a kid's movie. And, yeah. and you know, you're going to roll your eyes on it a little bit. But uh, Boss Baby, it, you know, appeals to all audiences. And Kathy saw the sequel. She saw Boss Baby 2, right? Yeah. Jace, How? Jace loves it. I got a, a screener, a pre-screener. Oh um, so, yeah, he, he loves it. He could not wait for it. He was so excited when we got the uh, screen. Screener code and yeah, we watch it. It's great. It makes me laugh. It's one of those ones that makes me laugh. The- There's something about infants doing adult things that is a crack up. We'll take five callers and we will give you those movie passes. Two one five two six three WMMR. I think we lost the interview. Yeah, that's it. Oh, we lost that's it. it. I think you got yeah. hung up on and they're not calling back. I do. Uh, but it's a good thing we have a backup. It's always good to have. And in fact, he should be the front up because he's yeah. a good friend. <laughs> And he's always helping us out with whatever we need, and we love having him, whether it's uh, in studio or on the phone. And we got him on the phone for now, but I'm sure we'll see him in the very near future. Uh, And he and his foundation are teaming up with Boston Market. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Robert Irvine. Robert Irvine! Yeah! Good morning, Robert. Good morning, guys. How are we? Listen, I'm not Alec Baldwin, but I, I, I can cook. Well, you are often referred to as the Alec Baldwin of chefs, so that's good. <laughs> and I'm just getting an indicator from Marissa that Alec Baldwin might be on the phone. <laughs> I'm going to conference these two guys together. Yes, why not? If we get Alec Baldwin on, we're going to do Alec Baldwin and Robert Irvine at the same time. because I it's, it's Something only, tells I, me that, uh, okay. that Alec Baldwin's a foodie. I think so. Uh, Robert Irvine, do you mind if we bring on our buddy Alec Baldwin? No, come on, man. Do All it. right, let's do it right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Alec Baldwin. Hey! Hi, Alec. Good morning. 
Now, why are these shows always two guys? Why? why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we were supposed to we were supposed to go to you first, and we had our, our good friend Robert Irvine on hold, and then we lost the connection, and we're like, well, we'll start talking to Robert, and sure enough, you call right back. So get rid of. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a decisive man, Alec Baldwin. We appreciate that. Oh. Well, listen, uh, uh, Robert, Alec. <laughs> Alec, hi. Robert. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, number one, I, I want to start by saying, Alec, I'm so bummed we only get five minutes with you here because we're all massive fans and we could spend all day talking to you, but you're a busy person as well. But it's it's an honor to speak to you. Oh, no, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, so, Boss Baby, we were just talking about this. Uh, Kathy here on her show has already seen it, loves the movie. She got an advanced screening of it. And, and how old is Jace now? Jace is nine, and he kind of he was into it when he was a little bit younger, um, I guess when the first movie came out, and then uh, kind of was revisiting it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, oh, my God, there's a second movie. So he was so excited to see it. And like I said, it just it's one of those movies that just makes me laugh. Have your kids seen it yet, Alec? Uh, no, we took them to the premiere in New York, but they didn't stay for the film because the film, you know, those premieres tend to get off a little late. So they okay. uh, kids uh, went home, um, and then they had the screening. But uh, yeah, I'm sure, much to my uh, um, dismay, I'm going to be watching the movie at least 50 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine, and I would also have to imagine, Alec, that at some point in your life with your kids, I believe you have seven children, that at some point you probably did narration for them as babies, wondering what they might be saying. So that was probably preparation for this, yes? Well, I think that, uh, you know, most people who, most actors I know, they want the chance to do that animated programming and uh, children's movies, not just because they have children, but because uh, it's such a great group of people. You know, when we did the first movie, every time my kids would watch the movie and I was near them, I would notice something I hadn't noticed before, and I would call Tom McGrath, the director, and said, oh, my God, I can't believe you slipped that in there or this. And these really are the, some of the most talented people in all of the movie business, and I'm really, really grateful I got to do this with them again. I would I would say this, is that a lot of these, you, you look at the, the, the people who are doing these animated movies, the intense, the saturation of 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 of, 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 of stuff that's going on in the script and the fact that it can appeal to both children. I don't have children, and I thought the first Boss Baby was hilarious. Uh, there's just something inherently funny about it, but they're so rich and so packed with story and laughs that uh, I think people who might be, oh, I don't know if I want to go check out something like that, even if you don't have kids, it's well worth checking out. Well, it, it's like, you know, when I was a kid, it was like Bugs Bunny would put the candelabra on the piano. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wish my brother George was here. You know, <laughs> now, how many of those kids knew who Liberace was? Right. There was always a little something in there for the parents, you know. You know, it occurs to me, too, do you think that your character in Boss Baby, you know, we know that he, he does grow up, but does he share a common genetic lineage to Blake from Glengarry Glen Ross? <laughs> <laughs> well, God, I hope not. <laughs> 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 because it's but the both it's a dog eat dog world of big business. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, uh, you know this movie is about family, and it's about a guy that grows up and uh, you know I have the same with my own brothers. Once we all started having kids years ago, uh, the trips home to see my mom and to get together for Thanksgiving or Christmas, everybody started doing like every other year, every third year. Right. And with me, six kids. Uh, I'm like, uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to do Christmas uh, on, on Zoom. We're going to Zoom the Christmas. 
because uh, traveling with six kids is impossible. But but this movie is about, uh, you know, uh, Amy Sedaris plays Tina, the little girl. Right. Who, tries to bring Tim and Ted, the two brothers, back together. We got James Marsden uh, uh, playing uh, uh, Tim, uh, the adult Tim. We, we have Jeff Goldblum, Amy Sedaris, Eva Longoria. We have such a great cast. Uh, uh, we brought back uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Lisa Kudrow. So it's just a great, great group to work with. You know, it, it's funny because I think, and I'm, you probably had this early on in your career, um, Alec. Uh, you know, when you, you James Marsden is such a good-looking guy, and you, you, you're both good-looking guys. But you know, I, I had no idea he had the comedic chops that he did have, and uh, he, you know, he's he's great in this kind of stuff. Well, it's it's like some people have that voice acting talent, or they just have the voice for it, and uh, and thankfully he does. You know, it was it's a big part, and uh, and we've always been very lucky. We've been very lucky in getting. Uh, you know, last year we had last time rather we had Buscemi, and uh, <clears throat> playing the villain. This year we have uh, this this time around we have Jeff Goldblum, and it's really uh, um, it, it's like anything. You've got to have the right people to make it work. Right. Speaking to the voice acting, Alec, when you when you're doing these parts, are you um are you moving your body around at all, gesticulating and so on, is it, to you know to add that part of it? Because you're used to it as an actor putting your whole body into it. Well, because the because these movies are kind of over the top and uh, they're very uh, uh, paced up and very wild. You know, you got to do anything that it takes to get the energy flowing. Right. And some takes will do, and I'll be screaming like vulgarity. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll drop a few bombs here every now and then, just to inspire me to do the to do the performance. Well, I want to see that release to the director's <laughs> yes. cut of Boss Baby Two <laughs> with the vulgarities. I, my career will be over. <laughs> All right, Alec. We know you got to run. Uh, it's great to talk to you. Hopefully, our paths will cross again someday. And good luck with uh, Boss Baby Thank Family you. Business. So you guys are in Philly. Yes. yes sir. Yep. I love Philly. I love Philadelphia. Love, 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 love. Come see it again Thanks. sometime soon. New York without the ego. Yes, exactly. I love it. Thank you. Alec Baldwin, guys. Wow, nice. He actually Uh, nailed that. It is. That's what I've often said. And Robert, thanks for hanging on. We appreciate it, man. Hey, listen. I'm in. I'm in a conversation with Alec Baldwin. I don't say anything. It's awesome. I don't. I don't know if you heard, but he went on and on about what a fan he is of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm a big fan of his, so so it's great. We just actually, I did not know this was going to happen. As we have Robert on the phone, yeah. Marissa brought in a dish uh, from uh, Boston Market. I love Boston Market. That is in conjunction with what you've got going on and the Robert Ir- Irvine Foundation, Robert. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I am so, I'm so happy. You know, our foundation does some great work with our veterans and military. Yes. And uh, we teamed up with Boston Market uh, from actually July 1st today uh, through the 11th. To do these amazing foods. We got some uh, our original smokehouse platters with chicken and sausage and chicken and pulled pork and Ooh. sausage and pulled pork. And and I don't know if they bought you the, the smoked pulled pork sandwich there with coleslaw and pickles. What are you looking I'm at? I'm going to tell you on a brioche roll. Oh, dearie me. I think uh, well, I'm looking at it. They brought the sausage and the pulled pork. It's not the sandwich, but the it's the chicken and sausage and pork. So we get a little taste of everything. Which, oh, and wait, there's a sandwich. Oh! I just brought the sandwich in here. And I want to thank uh, oh, Kirsten and Lisa and Nick from the center uh, from the uh, hey. um, City Avenue Boston Market for doing that. That's, so, my, that's yeah. my that's my Boston Market. I love it. Wow. Well, I'm going to tell you, I have a history of Boston Market when I first came to this country, and uh, they do an amazing job. And to partner with such a, a Jay and his team, 
Uh, I was in the Boston market in Arizona last night uh, with some folks. It's pretty special. But what they're doing for our foundation is um, is amazing. So uh, if they go, anybody goes to Boston Market in their local areas and uh, takes one of this, we get a, a great donation for our foundation, which helps you know with our post-traumatic stress, uh, TBI, um, yeah. building houses, buying dogs, all the things that we do at the Robert Irvine Foundation. So uh, it's really cool. Well, you know, I've always for, for me like Boston Market. If you haven't been in a long time, you can go get you know your your veggies, all your stuff. Made there, fresh. It's all good. the The chicken obviously is is uh, is sensational. Having this component where you're going to go get food that you love and you're going to help out a lot of people, and, and you're always committed to that, Robert, is a win win. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool, guys. I got to tell you, uh, nice. Boston Market is, is a great brand, and uh, and uh, they're doing great things for the Robert Irvine Foundation and me and, and lots of others. So, uh, when you eat that. And this is for Casey. Pick it up and eat it all, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> he it's, will eat it all. He's getting ready. You know, we, we've been uh, we've been serving him special food, food the past couple of days. His birthday is on Sunday. It's on July fourth. So uh, we'll make sure he dives in. You doing anything? You're always traveling. You're always moving around. You doing anything for the holiday weekend, Robert? Well, yes. I just literally come back from Abu Dhabi, serving our troops for a week. I'm now filming uh, today and tomorrow in Arizona and California, then I'm going to Turks and Caicos for a week. Uh, is that for vacay or are you filming there? Vacay. Vacay. Nice. I'm so happy. That, that Turks and Caicos is gorgeous. Hey, how do, you must be an expert in handling jet lag. Uh, what What's your system? Uh, sleep when you can and eat as much as you can and drink <laughs> before you sleep. So you're saying the best way to fight uh, exhaustion is through sleep. <laughs> And eat. Well, and I, eat. Said, I said, I said, eat, drink, and sleep. Oh, okay. okay. I left out two component you parts. Do all three of those. All right. right. So, Robert, when traveling, do you put your crock pot in your carry on or do you check that? <laughs> I don't. I have Casey send it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you use it as a porta pot, don't you? <laughs> I use it as a helmet sometimes. But, <laughs> He's uh... using his crock pot as a helmet. Hey, and what's the latest on uh, you know the distillery here and uh, and the Robert Irvine name? Really excited. Uh, we're about to go national. We started going national. We're we're in Philly stores, and Justin will send you an update on that. But uh, I'm really excited. The gin and the vodka is uh, is pumping out, and uh, we've got lots of things. It's boardroom, uh, but, but but is it available all over the place in August in fine wines and spirits? Okay, because because it's boardroom, but they're changing the name to Robert Irvine. It's, it's the name is Irvine's. The name Irvine's is Irvine's Irvine's gin, and okay. uh, a lot more coming. For Excellent. Sure. All right. Well, Again, the same thing. The money that that we we make from that goes into the foundation and. Uh, we do a lot of good stuff with it. So excellent! I'm sure you'll have some events coming up around here down the road, and we'll we'll hook up. With you know, sure. that's the way it always works. Hey, is there any chance as things are being lifted up, uh, Robert? You still you were doing the the big uh, the big tour, coming to different venues, and you'd you'd come out and do that stage show of yours. Is that uh... yeah? We um, now now that COVID is um, you know rescinded to a point, and um, there's a lot of things opening up. I say we just did our live show in Abu Dhabi for the troops. Ah. Um, in the Middle East, and um, you'll see an awful lot of things happening. Even our restaurant in Boswell and dinner in Boswell, we just did a big uh, a big show in Ohio at the theme park. We did one uh, at a baseball game day for yesterday. So, um, you know, it's starting to open up. Beats and East, uh, you know, one of our great things, Beats and East, November the 1st in Philly. 
I'm excited about that. Uh, where we get to drink Irvines and, and eat uh, Boston Margin chicken. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, Very nice. The perfect pairing. All right, Robert, we'll uh, send people in the direction of Boston Market, raising some more money for the Robert Irvine Foundation and getting some good eats. And we, sir, will hopefully see you in the flesh sometime soon. All right, man? I just want to, I just want to say thank you guys for all you do, and thanks to all the Boston Market uh, employees that are doing this for us. So, uh and we'll see you at Beat City, so it's not before, guys. Excellent. Absolutely. All right. All you. Love you, man. Thank hey, you, hey, Robert hey, Irvine, guys. Hey, hey, hey. hey, 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 hey. Why is this? I don't know. <laughs> it started earlier today. This has become a thing now, and now I can't stop. I have a quick public service announcement for you guys. Uh, Boardroom Spirits has a vodka iced tea. I just want to let everyone know there's vodka in it. Oh, okay. oh, you, oh. Didn't, you didn't know? No, I knew there was vodka in it, but like some of the other ones that I drink, like I drink the High Noons. That's also a vodka drink, but it's like less alcohol than a beer. Th- this vodka iced tea is not less alcohol than a beer. It's got booze in it. I, had, I want... Dirty sex. Wait, I, I had less. I had one can and I didn't finish it. Really? And did you? When did you know? Did it hit you like a brick wall? I mean, I was just yeah. sipping on it like I normally would. A can, you know, a canned drink, and yeah, like I said, didn't finish the entire thing. I fell asleep. Oh wow, <laughs> mommy! Like, well, like mommy. did you even know you were drunk? You like, just passed out. No, I was like, oh, oh, this is no, this is hitting me, and like uh-huh. I woke up with like drool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, public service from yes. Kathy. All right, we need to take a break. Thank you again to uh, Kirsten and Lisa and Nick. They're in the other room yeah. here from uh, Boston Market on City <laughs> Avenue. Oh, stop it. All right, so uh, it's Wawa Hoagie Day as well. i got to mention that because Casey and I, we're going to be on Independence Mall. And uh, at noon, you can come get your free lunch, your free hoagies. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a second. Bizarre File coming up. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by King Shooters. You can celebrate your independence with a free range day at King Shooters and King of Prussia. Monday, July 5th. For details, go to www.kingshooters.com. An enraged customer smashed a glass door at a Popeye's location over the weekend after he had to wait for his chicken sandwich. (laughs) Staff at the Popeye's explained that the customer was livid after being told he must wait for his chicken sandwich. The customer hurled an expletive at the staff and struck the glass door even after they tried to mollify him with chicken tenders. You! It didn't work. A deputy located the suspect, 38-year-old Yordam uh, Moriera, during a traffic stop, and he was released on a summons for destruction of property. It's so wrong to love chicken! Uh, I love this story. A prototype flying car yeah. has completed the first ever test flight between airports in Slovakia. That's pretty cool. Taking to the skies and landing in 35 minutes. Air car, described as a dual mode car aircraft vehicle in a news release, traveled from the international airport in Nitra to the airport in Bratislava on Monday. Uh, according to the company that created it, Klein Vision, the flying car completed its 142nd successful landing. 140 seconds. 
And wow. No, no, no. 142nd successful landing. Oh, okay. It has landed 142 times. <laughs> All right. That means that's more impressive. And the flight marked a key development milestone. With a click of a button, the aircraft turned into a sports car in under three minutes, and it was driven by its inventor, Professor Stefan Klein. It's a pretty cool-looking regular car. It has what appears to be a very high spoiler in the back. Yeah. But the wings come out, and uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, okay. I would call this a plane, but uh, you guys can call it a car if you want. I mean, if it's got wings, uh, you know, planes have wheels, too. We don't call those flying cars. Yeah, but you can operate this. You can drive around. The yeah. the, the, uh, the wings retract, and you could take it out on the road. You can't do that. Try with taking your 747 out for a <laughs> yeah. run. Well, I have a hard time going through a drive-thru with that. Yeah. After exiting the air car following the test, Klein declared the flight he had started. Uh, the flight has started a new era of dual transportation vehicles. Klein said, air car is no longer just a proof of concept. Uh, flying at 8,200 at a speed of 115 miles an hour, it has turned science fiction into reality. Roasted. Uh, Dr. Branko <laughs> Saar, a Boeing company senior techni- technical fellow, commanded Klein for the development of user-friendly flying cars. He said, the automated transition from road vehicle into an air vehicle and vice versa, uh, deploying retracting wings yeah. and its tail is not only the result of pioneering enthusiasm, innovative spirit, and courage, it is the outcome of excellent engineering and professional Ooh. knowledge, and Casey's not impressed. Yeah. Someone's, no. a little, someone's a little full of themselves, aren't they? I'm but, impressed. I just like when they call it a flying car, and it's like, okay, well, it's, it's really just a plane, but uh, okay. Uh, a, a granddad has <laughs> found... Well, you're not going to get one. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. I don't want one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a granddad has found what he believes to be a 500-year-old well under his front room. Well, well, well. And has discovered a medieval sword after digging under his house. Wow. Colin Steer from Plymouth, England, has spent the past 10 years excavating the well after he noticed a dip in the carpet. I've noticed a dip in the carpet. I'm going to spend the next years digging a hole. At first, he was worried that a body was buried there, but Colin soon discovered plans of the house suggesting that it could be a well dating back to the 1500s. Yes, this is. The 70-year-old said, I found what seemed to be a leather casing of a sword when I was about five feet into the dig, which leads me to believe that the well could be medieval. However, it could date back even earlier than that because we have no real way of accurately dating it at the moment. My mind- Mind is racing with possibilities. He, if only I could get laid. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the house was constructed in 1895, and he moved there in 1988, but it was 10 years ago while decorating that he saw the dip. Have you seen my gaping hole? Uh, since <laughs> the moment he said I decided I was going to dig it out and see what I could find, the hole is currently 17 feet deep, and there's about another four or five foot that I want to dig at when I eventually get around to it. Yeah. At the bottom Can't of the be w- digging all the time, you know. At the bottom of the well is about a four foot of water, so everything that I did out now will be all wet and mucky stuff. You know, from, from the water. Uh, since I began digging out the well, I found a coin from 1725. Wow. But that could mean a number of things, as it could have been dropped down there at any time. It doesn't necessarily mean that's when the well was constructed. I found a coin and a button. The 17 foot hole is the in the couple's living room is currently covered over by a sheet of perspex. And they trap door so that it is safe. It is kind of cool. Yeah. Right, it, the, it's sort of like the ring. Remember that well under the room in the in the ring? Yeah. Yes, yes. All right, we'll do one more story and then wrap it up. This is a bit of a follow-up. The Ocala Fire Chief, who filed a restraining order against his ex-wife before she went on a naked rampage at a local outback earlier this month, <laughs> has been fired from his position. Why? 
So Shane Alexander was relieved of his duties on Friday, but according to a termination of employment letter issued by Assistant City Manager Ken Whitehead, uh, Alexander was fired for his alleged unprofessional conduct on several occasions and a general erosion of trust in the organization by creating a counterproductive and uncomfortable work environment for city staff. Does that all La- equate out to you have a crazy wife? Last month, he had filed a domestic violence injunction against his ex-wife, Tina, right. yeah. uh, the one who went crazy. She was later arrested uh, days later after he had filed that after destroying thousands of dollars in merchandise at the Outback in East Ocala. She was charged with a- aggravated battery. <laughs> Uh, video of her arrest made national headlines. Uh, but the husband, um, in, the, in the letter that was written about him, Whitehead also accuses him of undermining the city council and the city manager by hanging, having actively campaigned to replace council members so that he could be appointed the city manager. Uh-huh. Uh, several employees, department heads, and managers attested to Alexander's action. So it's not nearly as crazy or bad as what she would did, but there was an interesting tie-in there. Maybe they were meant for each other. Thought it was worth bringing up. That's what I was thinking, yeah. too, Steve. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. Let's take a break. Uh, Casey, do I have... Any more of those Black Widow yes, screening passes? Yeah. We have a yeah. screening on Wednesday of the Black Widow film, and it is at uh, the UA King of Prussia. Now, before you call, keep in mind that you do have to wear a mask, right? This is a Disney-hosted event. They are asking that masks are required for all guests, regardless of vaccination status. You're getting to see this movie ahead of time. It's a pretty awesome deal. It sure is. You've been wearing a mask for a year and a half. I think it's all right. Pop it on for a little longer. Let's take eight callers at 215-263-WMMR. Eight of you, the first eight, will get to go see it next Wednesday at 7 at the UA King of Prussia. So give us a call right now if you'd like to go, and we'll take care of you. Coming back in a moment. Stay with us. Here, Preston and Steve. You can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity on Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Tomorrow's Friday. It means we give away our word of the week prize. Don't miss the next letter. Be along shortly. Just saw had a vision of Brett Porsche. Yes. Flash of hair and he was gone. <laughs> he's, he's like the Flash. He's like Barry Allen. But he'll be back in here in a little bit and uh, we'll see what he's got in store for a little bit and getting the letter of the day. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to give away something else. We're going to give away a lesson question prize, which is a night out at Parks Casino. Two tickets to see Mick Adams and the Stones, which is a Rolling Stone tribute band in concert and $50 Parks uh, gift card, which is good for some food and drink. The question that we're going to go with this morning is a poster of which character was hung on the wall of Bill Cosby's prison cell? Two one five two six three WMMR. Okay, so a poster of which character was hung on the wall of Bill Cosby's prison cell? Two one five two six three WMMR. Call now. We'll do the trash while you call in. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Try the new grilled portobello and Swiss sub only at Jersey Mike's. Order on the app and skip the line. Jersey Mike's. Be a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, SNL alum Chris Kattan explaining why he was thrown off a recent flight for not wearing a mask, saying medication he was taking for. Neck pain made it hard to breathe. Catan is blaming the manufacturer for not listing the potential side effects on each vial of crack. Non-binary British influencer Ollie London, who underwent 18 surgeries to look Korean after identifying as Korean, says he's been receiving death threats. London is seriously considering identifying as a judo expert. And finally, TLC halting production on the Duggar family's TV series 19 Kids and Still Counting. 
after Josh Duggar was arrested for possessing child pornography. TLC says they could not figure out a way to market a proposed new show called 18 Kids and One Felon. <laughs> That's your Hollywood trail. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. Poster of which character was hung on the wall of Bill Cosby's prison cell. I will go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Katie, what's the answer? What poster was hanging on his wall? Mushmouth. Mushmouth. Mushmouth, yeah! Hang on a second, Katie. We are going to give you a night out at Parks Casino. Two tickets to see McAdams and the Stones, Rolling Stones tribute concert, and a $50 Parks Grill gift card, which is good for food. At the Beer Garden, Parks Grill, or Liberty Bell Gastro Pub, Mick Adams and the Stones, one of the top ten tribute bands in the world, July 9th and 10th at the Excite Center. And tickets are on sale now at parkscasino.com. Must be 21 and over. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, fair amount of stuff in music news this morning. We're going to start with this. Marilyn Manson being sued yet again. TMZ reports that model Ashley Morgan Smithline claims she suffered sexual assault and sexual battery in a lawsuit dating back to 2010 allegations, which Manson's team denies. She also is suing for intentional infliction of emotional distress and false imprisonment. According to the document, Smithline claims that Manson initially reached out to her on social media and told her he wanted to cast her in an upcoming film project. Uh, she says he developed an obsession, calling her the perfect girl for him. According to her, Manson flew her to L.A. in November 2010, asked her to move in with him, which she did. That was the start of their consensual sexual relationship. However, Smithline says it just days after moving in, she awoke from unconsciousness with her ankles and wrists tied together behind her back. And with Manson uh, sexually penetrating her. Oh, my God. Despite her pleas to stop, he allegedly told her to shut up and squeezed her ribs, causing injuries. Uh, She also claims to have suffered some injuries to her nether regions. Other allegations include him choking her, cutting her with a knife in multiple places, and breaking her nose during forced sex. She says he also regularly threatened her life, kept her confined to a dark space, physically abused her, called her anti-Semitic names, and implemented torture tactics to maintain control over her. They remained together for three years, till 2013. Uh, okay. A wow. Sp- spokesperson for Manson told TMZ, we strongly deny Ms. Smithline's claims. Uh, there are so many falsehoods within her claims, we wouldn't know where to begin to answer them. This relationship, limited extent it was a relationship, lasted less than a week in 2010. So three years and a week. Yeah, I get they're saying lasted less than a week. She said they remained together until 2013. So Maybe they were talking cockatiel years. Some hashing out to do. Uh, Green Day now has an American idiot Funko Pop rock figure. Uh, or figures, I should say. Uh, the popular collectibles include Billy Joe Armstrong, Mark Dern, and Trey Cool. And that is with their corresponding clothing and instrument choices. Each of the items retails at eight ninety nine individually. You can order a complete set for twenty four ninety nine. Wasn't there briefly talk of there being a Preston and Steve Funko? Maybe pop collection. Yeah, I don't know how you get those made. I mean, huh. we've had bobbleheads before, so we got that, funked. That would be a lot of fun. All right, this is a really interesting story, and uh, I believe this. So, nearly twenty years. Since they toured together, Sammy Hagar seemingly still has a major beef with his Van Halen predecessor, David Lee Roth. Uh, Blabbermouth reported during Hagar's appearance on the inside with uh, Paul O. Barron, Barron Internet Show, he had some cutting remarks about Roth, both as a performer and a human. He said, he's a real character. He's a showman. He's all show. I enjoy him. 
But you talk about cringing. I can't imagine how he feels when he looks at some of them old videos, the way he was dancing and moving, and the way he was singing live sometimes. I don't know how he feels about all that, but I don't think he cares. Uh, The difference between him and I is I sincerely care. I care about everything I do. I care about how it affects people, and I care what they think. I care that it touches them and it makes them happy. And what is important to me is enlightening and elevating people spiritually and making them happy and making them have big dreams, making them want to do, to be to better themselves. He said, that's my goal with everything I do is to bring that to people and change their life. I, mm-hmm. if, I, if I can, I don't think he cares about anything like that. He said, he's very much into himself, very much into being a showman. I don't know what he cares about. I really don't. I don't know him. I have no idea who that guy is. I don't think anyone does. But he entertains me. I enjoy watching him do that, do stupid stuff. Dance for me, monkey. He went on to say he's a strange person. He's a strange character. He's not what he's saying he is. He's pretending. He's totally bull-ass. Everything he does is thought up, and it's an image. It's nothing to do with who he is. He's not exposing who and what he is. And I don't know this. And, and, I, and he goes on saying, I, I know this for a fact. I knew that the first time I saw him. I said... This guy, he's putting on an image, he's putting on a show, he goes back home and goes into his house, and he's a whole different guy. Nothing to do with that guy you see on stage. He's not honest about his image and his performance. That's what I see when I see him. That's how I feel. But I tried to be friends. He said uh, that um, he touched upon you know the Sam and Dave tour when they were both uh, on tour together. Right. Uh, they were doing alternated sets each night. He said, when we did the tour together... I thought it was going to be so much fun. I thought if he's anything like he claims to be, we are going to have a good time. Right. But he wasn't. Uh, he was the worst guy to be around. He wasn't. <laughs> he, he said he wasn't even around. He hides out. You never see him. He puts on this whole big front. He comes out. I'm here. David Lee Roth is here. And then he goes and he hides again. He said, I don't think he's happy. I, I, he's never been married. He's never had a relationship. Never had kids. And it's like, man, how do you live like that? I don't know. I'm a family man. I love women. I love women and children. And he ha- he also goes on to say he hasn't aged well, and then he says his voice, and then he starts laughing, and he says, "I don't know, it's hard." This is but a, I think nothing he's, good. I think he's right in all that stuff. So I think Dave is this bizarre character, and I think there's a human being in there somewhere, but I think he's so guarded that nobody ever sees it. Do we think he's going to come out at some point? There's always been rumors. No. I, I there's been rumors that he's gay. Um, but he might not be anything. Just he, completely he, asexual. He may yeah. just be into Dave, you know. And when he speaks, he doesn't he doesn't sit down and have heart to hearts. You 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 can't hear a real person really in there. It's this weird it's a persona Lauer that he puts on. So yeah, so but I, I think Sammy's pretty spot on and I've met Sammy a ton of times throughout the years and he's a genuine dude. You yeah, know? He's yeah, the yeah. guy and, and Dave is this weird. Thing. And so. it's kind of cool to see Sammy be this refreshing and honest about it, you know, yeah. just be like, yeah, I know, I, I've been around it, I've seen it, you know, and Dave, I, you know, he's, there are tons of layers to David Lee Roth, and yeah. many of them are walls that he puts up. Yep. It might be a mental, um, you know, um, I wouldn't say illness or anything like Protection. that, but, but yeah, it might be just a an oddness about him. Tear down those walls, David Lee Roth. <laughs> Uh, coming in September and available now for pre-order is renowned rock photographer Robert Ellis's latest book. It's ACDC in the Black, Inside the Tour. Ellis, who's taken some of the most iconic photos in music history, has captured such legends as Queen, Paul McCartney, Iron Maiden, Van Halen, Genesis, and so on. 
Um, and it's been happening on stage and off uh, across decades. ACDC's Back in Black was released July 25th, 1980, and has gone on to become their biggest selling album to date. It was the band's first set with Brian Johnson as the lead man, who'd replaced Bon Scott and had died in February of 1980 at age 33. So it should be some pretty interesting photos, I would imagine. I would like to see that. And one last thing, we I think it was yesterday or the day before, it was Colin Hayes' birthday. Right. Uh, from Men at Work, and he just rolled out a 21-date summer run in support of his upcoming covers collection, which is called I Just Don't Know What to Do With Myself. Philly on that list? Philly is not. The closest he's going to get is Ocean City, New Jersey. Oh, with the music pier? He's playing the music pier. Oh, no yeah, you guys can go see him. We it could. would be August 10th. I don't know what day of the week, as I'm assuming they mainly do weekend shows. Oh, but you guys. I'm not really sure. All right, so August 1st is like a Saturday or Sunday. It's a Tuesday. August 10th. Oh, Tuesday's the new sucks. Saturday. It um, is. Yeah, I think we'll <laughs> actually be off that day. But he is, I believe he's coming to the Keswick in April of 2022. Oh. Okay. Uh, so the, he... Oh, I'm from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was kind of fun. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Can we get that audio of you guys doing tragedy? Um, we somebody, tragedy! Don't do it. Just, okay. Somebody had tweeted it to us, and it was something that happened, I don't even know, a year or two ago. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll see if we can get that for you. It's a tragedy. Oh, yeah. So he's, he's listed up on he's the... He's playing uh, the Keswick. It hey, wasn't hey, on my hey, list. Hey, 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 hey. Jesus. Well, yeah. But that's not till April of next year. Right. Oh. Uh, this is this summer. This is in August. Well, he'll so. be out by you guys. Uh, which is cool, because it'll be on a Wednesday, and maybe he'll be able to come by and do a little uh, chat with us on air, which would be great. Wednesday's the new Tuesday. Yes. Uh, oh, really, Marissa? Yeah. Okay. What? This just in. Just breaking like our, news. Our forefathers. Okay. What? <laughs> I don't know. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. I don't know. Our forefathers. Hoagie Day <gasps> is moving inside the Constitution Center. Oh. Wow. Instead, just like our forefathers. It, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So Remember? They were going to sign Remember? the Declaration of Independence outside shine. of Independence Hall. See a few T-boomers no, in there. Yeah. Casey, it's the Constitution. Standard. I know, That's I know. Independence well, the Constitution standard didn't exist back then, Preston. I know, I know, okay. But just like our Hi, forefathers. Boy, and I'd like to teach you history. Follow, so originally, follow they were going to sign the Declaration outside. Yeah. Outside. Yeah. Oh, Independence. It was a rain yeah, call. Like, okay. Hey, we better go paper. inside. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben Franklin just done a, 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 a bread charcuterie board. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And you can't get that <laughs> wet. got wet. No yeah. way. Preston, all, right. all morning as you're mentioning it, I was watching Radar, and I'm like, it, it's like literally a heavy storm coming in. Like right, right at, at that, that time. time. I saw it too. I was checking it earlier. All right. So headed indoors. That's so good. it's still going on. The Constitution Center. Uh, that'll be a whole new Complexion. Well, to that'll this be amazing. The Constitution Center is amazing. I love that place. Yeah, uh, I've been there twice. It's been a long time. It's been years since I've been there, though. So I'm looking forward to that. By the way, that's free admission today, in, yes. in honor of uh, Wabahoogie Day, which is actually cool. it'll be wonderful. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week when we return. Stay there. We'll be right back. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Streaming on WMMR.com, our mobile app, your smart speaker, and now at Radio.com. We have had a full program today. Oh, boy, yeah. We had all kinds of stuff going on. We gave a bunch of things away. We had some in-studio cooking that went on. I want to thank Nick Elmy for being here this morning. Yeah, man. Celebrity chef. He's the man behind uh, Laurel, which is a wonderful, as he... 
as he put it, a special occasion restaurant. Yes. And has opened this wonderful little place called The Landing Kitchen in Bala Kinwood. Soon to be opening is another place in Bala Kinwood, the same area, the, the Marriott Hotel, right by the river. Uh, it's going to be called Lark, and that's going to be a... Uh, Mediterranean uh, seafood plate. Oh, I love that idea. And he's looking forward to adding pasta to the dishes and so on. Nick is just one of the coolest, man. He's the nicest guy, and he is a um, uh, he's a magician Yeah, uh, in the kitchen. So. How about I turn that area around down there? It's going to be a lot of fun. And he approved of my fried bologna sandwich. That's yeah. right. Major thumbs up. He actually liked it. Yeah. And you guys did, too. Well, I thought yeah. it was excellent. Yeah. So it was nice to cook alongside him today. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to Deanna Durante. Hey, hey, hey. NBC Ten, she uh, brought us up to speed on on the Cosby stuff. It's a, it's a little confusing, uh, but that dude's out of jail, man. Mm. He's home. He's listening to us. I'm sure. I'm, yeah. Don't you think he's tuned I in right now? <laughs> By the way, her vacation started today, so it was nice oh, of her to oh, hey, come hey, on with hey, us. Hey, uh, hey. She's driving to West Virginia right now. That's there where she's going on no her set, vacation. Bro. There you go. Thank you, Deanna. Yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin. We only had like five minutes with him, but he was Alec Baldwin. Man, he was great. Boss Baby, family business in theaters and streaming on Peacock uh, tomorrow, by the way. Kathy approved. Yeah. Should I give away the last of those or save them for tomorrow? Nah, you can give away. All right, I have five passes left. Uh, Fandango passes. I have a pair of each uh, to see uh, Boss Baby, family business. And it's uh, rated PG-13 in theaters and streaming on Peacock on Friday. So we'll take the next five callers. And nice. We'll those 215-263-WMMR. And thank you to Robert Irvine. Hey, 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 hey. Robert Irvine is uh, doing this thing in conjunction with our uh, friends at Boston Market. And it is to benefit the Robert Irvine Foundation and... Go by there, ask for the special meal with Robert Irvine's name in it, and you'll help out military members. Nice. It's a great thing. And you get some great food. And they have special dishes that they've whipped up in his name. Absolutely wonderful. They brought by a whole bunch of stuff, and the folks at the City Line location were buying. Couldn't have been nicer. Yep. Um, and Casey wants me to play this piece of audio. This is what he asked for earlier. Andy oh, Gibb, is, I think, is a is a tangential story, but it's not. <laughs> it shouldn't be the main, you know... I mean, it was. No, sad. I doubt it would be. I would doubt it would be the yeah. focus of it. But I mean, that was certainly a tragedy. The no. guy had a, it's a tragedy. Yeah, they have a song you called "Tragedy." <laughs> had a, uh, a virulent cocaine addiction and it ended up killing him. But, you know, he. I don't know if you believe this, but I. Uh, some people say he never recovered from the breakup with Victoria Principal. Do you remember that whole thing? I wouldn't recover from the breakup yeah. with Victoria Principal. No way. Yeah, it was a tragedy. It's a tragedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was the part. Lord. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Brent Porn. Hey! Hey, 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 hey. Complete with Preston. Look, got my George on. Cut off George, too. Homemade cut off George. The games are out today, baby. Those are real George. Yes, sir. You had those for a while? Yeah, a little while. All right. Yeah, I enjoy wearing them. They're not as hot as you think, Kath, when you're when you're supporting them out there. They just seem hot. I mean, like, It's the pocket space. You got some extra pocket space to put all your crap where some of the... 
like the khaki shorts and stuff. If you I don't do put the my stuff cargo, you get you don't have no. Did you carry up? Did you carry a Merce? Yes. Well, that's Amber, it. Yeah. Yeah. They're back in style now. Yeah. Which is great. And you walk around random, people say. Andy Gibb is. Yeah. Oh, no, I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> no, you got it. You got wait. it. Wait. thought it was going to be at this. Letter of the day. Let's do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. By the letter F is in fart. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. F. And we are giving away from Revivalist Spirits <laughs> a bottle of each of these. They're amazing Revivalist Vodka, Refreshing Revivalist Summertide Gin, Young American Bourbon, and a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro. Revivalist Spirits. Voted Top Craft Gin Distillery by USA Today. Order online for free delivery anywhere in PA uh, with the purchase of two bottles or more. And you must be 21 years of age or older. Sure, you got some good stuff Yes, planned. sir. Stack to pack program today. Workforce Blocks, we're doing Buck Cherry, My Chemical Romance, also The Who. We got some live tracks we're going to mix in again today. Nice. Uh, like we've been doing this week. We're going to be celebrating Debbie Harry's 76th birthday. It's amazing. Coming up in the 2 o'clock hour. And we got another free pair of tickets to see Des Rocks at Johnny Brenda's coming up. You know, awesome. Debbie. Harry was almost a victim of uh, Ted Bundy. Oh my God, it could have been a tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. Tragedy! All right, the President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also, uh, by Acme, everything you need to prep for the summer season. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Uh, let's see, a reminder, Casey and I are headed to Hoagie Day right now, moving inside the Constitution Center. It's happening. Threatening uh, storm, Yep, but, but you'll be fine inside. Yep, it'll be inside, so we're going to do it there. Uh, and tomorrow, nothing but Casey's birthday celebration day number three yeah i think tomorrow's exciting the best of the lot so uh that is it we are done rage on have a great day and we will see you tomorrow bye-bye Preston and steve hey everybody it's good to have you on the bat 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 b